Well, everyone, welcome to Food Fitness Family. Uh, we're on today. We have our first people on we've ever had. We have Jeff and Kyle from S2. How are you guys doing? Awesome, man. What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're glad to have you. Uh, you guys are our first guests, and uh, you know I've known you guys for quite a while. Um, Marcus, not as long, so no. we kind of want to get you guys on, tell your side of the, your story of your, as I said, Scarface supplement empire. <laughs> and uh, but first, we you know, do not sell cocaine. <laughs> just uh, letting no. everyone know, it's creatine. But, I mean, the prices have gone up a lot. I'm just saying, <laughs> that, yeah. on creatine specifically. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll kind of get started. Uh, we'll go over our last seven days. Typically, how we like to start. So Marcus, yeah. how's your last seven? Last seven were good. I signed up three or four new clients, which is always. Always good. Uh, one of which is from Barcelona, so I can finally say that I'm an international trainer. So that's pretty badass. Very that's cool, man. Sick. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, aside from that, though, good weekend. Pretty pretty low key. We got to just hang out on Sunday, which was nice. No big plans. And then last night we got to see KU kick some ass against Texas. For us that don't know you so well, Marcus, who's yeah. we? Uh, my wife Nicole. Awesome. My wife Nicole. Very yeah. cool. Are you guys big KU fans? Big KU fans. Yeah. Season, awesome. season ticket holds its holders starting this year hey congrats yeah thank that's you that's huge awesome. man she's definitely the better half to the she definitely uh, is. thriving lives empire yeah. <laughs> very cool <laughs> yeah no my seven days was pretty good man i uh signed what one client last week one today um we got started with the new gym we have body shop two coming out i guess you could call it in lee summit here in a couple months um and then so big news we have not announced publicly, but my wife and I are having another baby. What? Dude, are you serious, dude? Yeah, so thirteen. We're gonna delay this by one day, so we'll be fourteen weeks. Okay. Um, I didn't ask you that. I'm just letting you know. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna have another baby. Um, so we're pretty excited. Um, Hell yeah, she man. will be due like two months after the new gym opens, so it'll be. Oh yeah, yeah per- perfect timing. You gotta stack. Dude, you gotta you, you gotta create some resistance, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like that dude, that I'm stress excited. is good yeah. for the soul. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we went through this exact scenario, so we can tell that story later. But yeah, Kyle Kyle was baby number one was not planned, and uh, I told Jeff, <laughs> I'm like, hey man, uh, me and Kim are having a baby, and he's like, dude, we're opening a store. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, can yeah, she hold no, it in like two getting, more months? Kyle's the one that was like the day before. It was like, just so you know, man, when we open. You're gonna have to be here nine to nine every day. None of that. <laughs> None like, of that just, bullshit. Just so you know. Just so you know. Don't even think for a fucking second that you're gonna be able to be lazy for a day. You're gonna be here nine to nine, and I'm like, okay. The next day, he's like, hey, bro, I'm just gonna let you know, I'm having a kid, and I'm probably not gonna be able to be here all the time. <laughs> so when we opened the first gym, I caught COVID. Uh, the day before we opened, I missed the entire first week. <laughs> and we found out we were having a baby. I was like, I swear to God, if I miss this first week, like, I'm done. Yeah, we're going to have true. to open a third one. Yeah, and I got I to be there sometime. So uh, how was your guys' last week? Oh, man, uh, honestly, pretty horrible. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. sorry like, yeah. Sweet, uh, yeah. You're Sweet a mixture of yeah. cool and horrible at the yeah. same time. Yeah, dude, I'll tell you, this is actually pretty cool. So I, um, I went to, I got invited on a, on a ski trip. And uh, it's something that I've never planned for myself, right? I've never gone skiing. I've never gone snowboarding. I've had one chance when I was like 15 years old, but way too scared, way too self-conscious. Didn't want to suck at it. You know, didn't want to do something new. And so I didn't, I didn't take advantage of the opportunity when I was like 15. And so anyway, friend invited me out for it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn something new this year. I've never snowboarded, never skied. We should do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was told snowboarding is harder. Kyle begged me like the day before I left. He's like, dude, you should ski. He's like, you should ski. And he was honestly looking out for me. He was just trying to make sure that I would have a good time because he thought it was like, dude, he's like, you're going to freaking hate it if you if you go out there and snowboard. You've never snowboarded before. It sucks. Like, it's hard. Yeah. It takes you a couple of days to, like, 
get your bearings. You I feel know, like skiing would almost be harder because I feel like my legs would just go opposite yeah. directions. It seems way more scary. Yeah. yeah. Well, you said skiing's way more scary? It seems like it would be. Oh, okay, so neither of you guys have either? No. no. Yeah, so everybody that's got experience are all telling me, like, dude, you could ski in one day. Snowboarding's going to be like, you know, it's way harder to pick up, right? And I've, like, never surfed, and I've never wakeboarded. I've never done either, any of these things. So I just, I have no idea what to expect. Um, we, we we tried to do, like a, like, a private lesson, Hannah and I, my girlfriend. We decided to do, like, a private lesson at uh, Snow Creek, right, which is, like, a local spot. Mm-hmm. That they have, like, a bunch of man-made snow and oh, so nice. forth. But if the weather's not good, they don't open it. Okay. So we pushed off our, our private lesson like three weeks. Now it's like a week before the trip. And it's do I'm, or die. And I'm, and I'm like, I got to do this. Anyways, they, they finally have it open. It's finally cold enough, you know. So we decided to go up there. It, it genuinely was difficult to shit. Uh, snowboarding is very, very difficult to pick up. And, like, when you're bolted into a board, it's just like if you have any kind of imbalance, it's like, well, you're now stuck. you're on your ass. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So bottom line, went to went to Breckenridge, did this, um, fought through a lot of adversity first day, fell a lot. You know, it, and you're at altitudes, so like, getting up is, like, genuinely difficult. Yeah, like, you can't breathe as well. And, you get, and your feet are stuck to something. So, um yeah, man, I went through it, had a great time, honestly. The second day, I picked it up a lot easier. My girlfriend and I, Hannah, we decided to, like, do, like, the bunny slopes for a few times just to get your bearings and then started. So by the end of it, man, I, I had, like, a 15-minute long run where I went through, like, five different elements and stayed up the whole time, had a blast, had full control of the Dude, board. That's, that's awesome. Ready to do another one, yeah, and um, spent some really good quality time with some friends out there, um, you know, got some more depth in these relationships, which was really fun. Got to know these people a little bit better. You know, when you travel with people, you get to know them better. Yeah. And mm-hmm. after that, I got home and, um, you know, had that sad news about my dog. If you guys didn't know, I had a dog named Groot. He was, uh, um, adopted when he was like around four or five. They don't really know cause he's adopted. Um, they found him on the side of the road and, um, you know, the back half of his life was a lot more enjoyable. He hung out with me through three different homes, three different addresses, slept on a lot of couches, hung out with Luke Man, quite a bit at the house. Sleep. Yeah, man, he was just a big stuffed animal. Like, genuinely, a, he just sat there on the couch like a stuffed animal would. He just breathed, you know? My favorite memory is him just difference. going downstairs. Yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's a whole deal. And, and, you know, up until his last week of his life, he was able to go up and down the stairs. It took him a minute, but yeah. he was still doing it all. And so, man, you know, it's you know it sucks when you lose a pet, obviously, but um, he had an awesome life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He lived to be like 9 or 10. So yeah. That's great, yeah. Sorry to hear that, man. I, I You know, I couldn't imagine. Like I said, I teared up reading your post so I, I can imagine how you felt yeah man i appreciate it very much yeah the group was an awesome dog but you know we live and we learn we move on and and uh luke here just did an awesome thing and, and just uh, yeah, surprised me with a photo I yeah that. so i can't wait to hang that up thanks man is that your only dog yeah, that I have currently, yeah. I had a I had a bulldog before that also died tragically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, but that one not was, to be morbid. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. He too. was three years old, and he, oh, I got shit. him from a breeder. So I did the breeder route, and was like, oh, I shouldn't do that. Went with the uh, went with the uh, uh, rescue route, and he was awesome. And it's just it's one of those things where you just you wish you'd have you you know when it was going to happen, so you can treat him to a steak mm-hmm. dinner and yeah. take him around and make yeah. him do a bunch of fun stuff. You know, and I just didn't get that opportunity, I, which was sad. It just it happened so fast. Yeah. I feel yeah. so bad for Jeff because his dog situation. It's like my dog is like. I don't even think about my dog outside of when she comes to like, uh, be like, Hey, will you feed me every night? And yeah. it's like, you know, she's so low maintenance. Super, super she just like, she yeah. just like lays on me and Cheyenne. I, yeah, she's the best dog. And then Jeff's like, my dog is, you know, got these crazy health issues. I'm like, Oh man, sorry. You're dealing with that. Yeah. You kind of know what you're signing up for. You know, I'm, if anybody here is a dog owner and listening to a dog owner, they know that, um, there's certain breeds that are known for certain yeah. things. So you just got to kind of know what you're signing up for. And English bulldogs for sure have a ton of health issues. Yeah. And so, um, I, when you get, when I was rescuing Groot, he was a foster actually first and you can foster dogs. Right. And, um, 
So you can actually say, hey, I got this foster dog that has this medical issue. I'm not going to adopt it, but I'll foster it until someone else comes along and wants to, right? English Bulldogs typically don't sit around long. People really want them, yeah. typically. So when I saw Groot, Groot had, like, some skin stuff. You know, he had, like, a an ingrown tail, which is a very common thing for, for yeah, Bulldogs. Yeah, when you first got him, like, he had a yeah. lot of problems. He had three problems. They were just fixing them, and so, yeah. like, I, I didn't get to officially adopt him until he was, like, medically cleared. Uh, but once he was cleared, he only had a torn ACL, and that was the only thing he had for five years, you know. So it wasn't terrible. Like, his maintenance was extremely low. He went out twice a day, you know. So he ate weight loss formula uh, every single day for his whole life. Yeah. Didn't fucking <laughs> he help him one bit. Boy. Yeah, I he got up. He's the same yeah. fat dog his whole yeah. life. He was a giant – he was a loaf of bread yeah. with ears. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, he looked yeah. like just a 50-pound tater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, Luke, make sure to throw him uh, an ode to his potato body in yeah. this, in this uh, YouTube clip. Kyle, how was your last seven days, though, dude? Man, a lot less uh, interesting, I would say. I mean, uh, just hung out with the family, worked a lot, and went and saw some of our... He turned uh, down the Super Bowl, guys. That's what he did, and he's not saying... I was going to ask you, are, he you, turned are, it you, down. are you guys going? You're not going to go to the third one? He just going to the Super Bowl. He I'm turned not. it down. He turned wow. it down. Who are you going with? We got I mean, two I didn't, Anna. I didn't yeah. turn it down. I'm, he I'm turned a, it down. I'm a grown man who's got three kids and <laughs> responsibilities. Kids. I can't just uh, Super Bowl. Kids. Stop it! You got. I already, I already, I already went through this. All yeah, Kyle's not out here on me. his own. He's got I a sister here. Hey, He's listen, got a mother-in-law. Donna. Donna <laughs> would love to watch him. Yeah. This is a moron talking. Anyways, <laughs> you selling me on the Super Bowl. No offense. Jeff is a way better salesman than you, and he has already gone to the depths. Oh, I, I mean, literally gone to the depths to try and convince me to hey, do where, it. And I where, was like, where are you taking no. Kim? Where are you taking Kim? Where are you taking her? Would you, you bought a it's trip be somewhere. Where'd you, where'd, you, where'd you go? Where are you going? Uh, we're going to Mexico. How many days are you going to Mexico? Five days. Is the Super Bowl one day, or is it five days? Uh, so you're telling me it's one this day, is a, but it's, oh, a it's, it's a I'm sorry. It's a day. Listen, is listen. The Super Bowl shut, one day, or is it? Five days. You're fucking gully <laughs> for five seconds and listen to me. You will understand one day that you can't dump three kids on one grandma for freaking three days and then 24 hours. Hold on. And then be back <laughs> and then be back for like a month and then be like, okay, hey, also take them again for five more days because then she's liable to move out of Kansas City and be like, I'm done watching your kids. Dude, it's funny you Why? said that because me and Tatiana were talking the other day and I was like, our traveling's done. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, no one's going to want to watch both our dogs and both our kids. Dude. Yeah. We're screwed. Well, luckily, People don't can, think about that. Jeff doesn't. For I, sure he doesn't. I already <laughs> planned it out. I'd be going to a, a place right by your, uh, by, we'll go to Wolf's Plains Day, drop <laughs> the two dogs off. My dogs got kicked out of Wolf's. Did they, did they for real? <laughs> They're dicks. Yes. Oh, man. That's, yes. how, that's where that's we're going instead. That's my issue. Uh, you Veti- should go to my parents. Vet- veterinarians also, just so you know, most vet offices do board animals. Not, not mine. Like 13 bucks a night. For real. What vet are you going to? Uh, this was in Springfield, Missouri. I was so. gonna say, not here in Overland Park. And also, it's ten like years ago, like, yeah. hey, Wolf's, Wolf's is forty bucks. It's a like day. buying a hotel room. Yeah. All I'm saying is, it's possible. Camp Bow Wow exists. Uh, Kyle, one day you could have gone to Super Bowl. One day you should have made it happen. He also, okay, this I'm win. just saying, dude. I know this win, is kind of getting off the rails. This is, shut, this is, shut, no, shut, this is important. Shut up, shut up. We are undefeated when me and Kyle go to the Super Bowl, and we are 0-1 when it's just me. It's true. And he's being selfish. Oh, you Listen, didn't go last time either? No, I didn't go last time. I have the same record as Mahomes right now. We're both 1-1 <laughs> one one If, at if Super you guys Bowls. win, don't bring him back any confetti. Uh, I, got, I got a bunch of confetti from the... Uh, I got a confetti from AFC Jam Jam. But, hey, listen. Jeff was literally trying to say this. Dude, catch a red eye after the Super Bowl 
right after the Super Bowl, just go to the airport, get on a plane, and fly home. Just meet your wife. I said, in Mexico. Oh, you breakfast just, with your why kids would on I do that? Like, why that would I? Why would I want to have an experience that I know I'm just dreading? Like, I fucking got to go home and get on a flight, or I got to go back and get on a flight right after this. A game. victory this flight. I think. I think the phrase is a uh, happy flight in the sports world. When you, after a win, you get on the plane to go home. They yeah, call it a happy dude. flight. You should do it. Yeah. Heaven forbid. I heaven mean, forbid. A you happy, had a free ticket. Listen, I'm never going to get the chance to go. This is so. not. Here's this what is, he doesn't know. This is Here's not, what he doesn't know. This is not what. I got the tickets where they're at. Listen. You want to know where they're at? N- listen to me. <laughs> you want to know where the tickets are now? There's no such thing as a happy Just flight. When you win, if you win the Super Bowl, you go home, you fly home. You get home at about 4 a.m., and then, guess what? My kids are getting up at 4.30 a.m., and then I'm dealing with them. Like, bro, that's Tell not a happy to give flight. them Benadryl the night before, and they sleep longer. I'm just saying you better get Donna some better Christmas presents. That's his mother-in-law's name, by the way. You guys. Yeah. Donna. Anyways. Your perspective and lack of perspective is... I get it. Amazing. I get it. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying there are ways of... You, know, you, you, fly, you fly Mama Combs in. You fly in Mark. You know, Jason Kelsey can fly his YSOBGYN. You could fly your mother-in-law. That's true. I'm saying me and Jason are basically listen. One or two more, levels. one or two more creatines out of here. Yeah, you're good to go. The club think, level. Uh, here's the truth. Me, we're, we're club level. We got club level. They uh, gave us club level. That's cool. The first Super Bowl we went to, we were 300 level. I'm, I'm pumped for you, man. I think you're gonna have a good time. Let's hope it's a W. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's important. You guys, big Chiefs fans. Oh uh, no. Well, Dude, listen, idiot. listen. The Colts are about one idiot. season away from me having to change. Yes. Yeah, they'd be pissing hey, me off. Lately. Just come over now, like, dude. Man. The Super Bowl this year. Come on, let's go. I know, but then it makes me feel like a bandwagon fan. Well, I've been a Colts be. fan it's, my whole it's life. Worth it. You would be. It's and okay. it's like, to be fair, I do have a lot of fun talking shit. I had Marcus over and uh, Eric Phillips and his wife over. Yeah. Um, Only game I've seen with them was against. Yeah, it's kind of nice because we three get along and our wives all get along, and it was nice and. It was great because we pulled it out. But you know what? If the Colts are almost unofficial Super Bowl chance, we almost beat the Eagles. Here's beat you guys. That's truth, and I will tell you that's why. Dude, I'm I've never listen to me. I've never <laughs> that's why. sat. They're th- red. I bought them for you hey, in red. Listen, Caleb. Are, Caleb and I have been I've been talking shit on Crocs since day one, and he's like, "No, man." Have you put a foot in them yet? No. Let me explain. Let me, I can't even touch them physically. Because you are a Colts fan, and that was our only upset of the entire year as the Chiefs lost to the Colts. What kind of bad juju would I be putting on this team by accepting a gift, a Trojan horse, if you will, of red <laughs> of red Crocs uh, before a Super Bowl match? Yeah, you're right. I'm Not so superstitious of me and Kyle, the way we were standing at the start of the AFC Championship game and the Bengals started coming back on us, I made everybody get back in their original spots from the start of the game. I'm the same way. I, had to, I, was, moving, same way. I was moving cold women. You guys better get in your spot. <laughs> I, you guys want to know something secret is the AFC Championship game, I basically won that for us because, and he, listen yeah. to me, <laughs> this it is true. <laughs> this is true. And the reason that I won it for us is because for about an hour prior to leaving for that game, I couldn't find my Chiefs beanie that I wear to every game. And uh, I couldn't find it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to wear a different hat. I was freaking out. I was looking everywhere. I couldn't find it. And uh, I told my mother-in-law, I came over, I said, listen, I need to find my Chiefs beanie. If I don't find my Chiefs beanie, I'm not going to this game. I can't go to the game. Did with she, a she different hat. did she? No, she understood because I was serious. And uh, she's like, well, let me look. He and retired a jersey once because we lost. I had to burn my Kelsey jersey. Um, anyways, Ceremonious. Uh, it was yeah. with respect. It was with respect. <laughs> but anyway, she found it upstairs behind my, my uh, son's chair. 
And I about cried because I was like, we're going to fucking win now. Yeah. This is like, I felt so confident I put that bad boy on, went to the game. That's what made that's that what, penalty, that's what made that's that penalty history. happen. I haven't got a call from Pat or from Travis, and it's like, guys, you know, you guys, can I get a little bit of like, like credit you should here? at least be invited on Kelsey's podcast. I, I mean, feel like, your, yeah. You're the reason. New Heights, yeah. hit me up. Um, I don't know. It's, anyways, you guys are welcome, Chiefs Maybe fans. Travis can autograph your chest. Mm-hmm. Well, we can, and we can get it tattooed on there. What else are we going to talk hey, about Jeff, today? Because we're still in the last seven yeah. days, boys. Yeah, we Jeff, are. Yeah, we are. Hey, listen, here's here's my, here's my <laughs> here's what I guess is going to happen in the next seven days. If I had to guess, if we win the Super Bowl, it's almost guaranteed that Jeff Wasserman is going to find a way onto that field. I will be watching, and this fucker is going to find a way to get on that field. We were this close when we we'll went cheer to the for Super Bowl. You. And, um, you know, I got, I think he has an idea as to how he's going to do it now. So if you're a cop, you know, down there <laughs> in Arizona. so, so, uh, Bryce Simmons and Tommy Townsend have been on our protein bros podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. shout out Tommy, shout out Bryce. And Tommy is, you know, he's a friend of a friend. I can't consider him a real friend. Right. If I text him, he texts back, but I don't go out of my way you're to do bros, it. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to have Bryce ask him what color the family wristband is this year. Uh, the first year that we won the Super Bowl that I was there in Miami, it was purple. And that's the only thing that me and Kyle were missing. But we had literally a guy who was on the field looking at me and Kyle being like, come on down. Like, we want you on the field. Like, yes, you two right there. Security, let them go. And the, and the security team was like, no, we cannot. You just don't have the You don't have band. the right band. And so Ugh. I went on Amazon and I bought every color band there is. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of bands are they? They're, they're just, like, they're, I mean, just like so, the, so cheers the like truth. The bracelets? Most recently, no, they're, you know, the classic concert band, it's yeah. like just colored sticker just ones. Yeah. But, um, to be honest, last year I noticed that in what, what we have this year in our, our season tickets for the chiefs, there are these like, it's kind of like fabric with like a bead that adjusts okay. as far as like the, how yeah. tight the br- bracelet is. Mm-hmm. And once it's on, like you can't pull the bead off, like it's just on. Right. Um, so it's like a fabric. So I don't know how I'm going to pull off that, but I'm hoping that like, it's just the same color and no just one works too flash. hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's just like half coming out of a sleeve or something. And so, and you know, my girlfriend, Hannah, she is really great at being able to just skate right by things really well. You know, she's pretty, she's funny. She laughs, you know, she'll be able to do it works. She'll be able to get through, I think. So we're going to see what color the bracelet is, bring it just in case. And then maybe we'll get on the field and, you know, throw some confetti up. We'll see. Or if I see Tommy be like, Hey dude. Let me on. Remember me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. He, hey, shout I out to him. I text you. You remember me? All pro punter now. All pro punter. Hey, hey we got it. a picture of Tommy wearing his S2 Faction Hell jump yeah. band. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, man, he's up. he's a supporter. He's also, he's got... You started the punter and worked stuff. way up to the quarterback. Yeah, dude, run away. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> hey, man, all pro punter. We'll take it. So, well, well, let's get into this, man. Let's, uh, so, when did you guys start working at S2? And is that where you guys met? Or were you already friends before then, and you were like, "Hey, let's get a job together so we can hang out together all day." I knew of Jeff. I was I was working in the uh, bar scene of Springfield, Missouri, which we basically both started in our Springfield uh, stores, and which um, is the original store, right? The original store that's on North Campbell in Springfield, Missouri. And um, I met Jeff through there because he would frequent the bar that I worked at, and my best friend at the time, uh, Mike Taylor, uh, was a. Um, he was a guy that, that was looking for a job. He got a job with Jeff, and they became co-workers. And then shortly thereafter, he, Mike was like, you need to come, you know, get on with this this place. It's awesome. You know, you can keep your bar job at night. You can work the supplement store during the day. 
you know, it's, it's a good perfect, money, perfect yeah. marriage, yeah. you know? And so that's, that's basically how I met Jeff and how our story, um, started. And that was in 2010. 2009 july of 2010 i mean i met you in like probably 2009 early 2009 yeah yeah i got hired in january 2008 okay um how old were you guys then i was 19 i believe he was like 21 21. okay yeah um so when i got hired in january 2008 supplement superstores had six locations there was four in st louis and two in springfield um we saw like 10 people a day um for real you know and, you know, the reason why we got these four locations in St. Louis, it kind of happened overnight. Um, and this is honestly like a pretty crazy story. Um, they're <clears throat> Andy Frisella and Chris Klein are the guys that started Supplement Superstores. For those of you who don't know, those two guys also started the company First Form. Uh, if you don't know Supplement Superstores, you probably know First Form. Yeah. And so Supplement Superstore, when it started, it was, again, that's six locations. But someone called Andy from a place called Atilio's Fitness and Weight Loss, right? It's called Atilio's. And it was a place home of the T burn combo. Home of the T burn combo, right? You had twelve <laughs> locations in St. Louis. I grew up in St. Charles, St. Louis area, and you'd hear about Atilio's all on the radio all the time, Jesus. nonstop. And so, um, it's like Genesis now, for sure. Yeah. And uh, they were selling ephedra back in the day, right? Oh, the good stuff. Oh yeah. And when they banned that, that just kind of like that's all they did. That's all they, they were selling like sixty of these packs a day of the T burn combo that had ephedra in it. How did they not kill anybody? Uh, I mean, dude, honestly, like let's be real. We hey. have supplements as we know today. They all should have been legal. <laughs> but but what it comes down to it is uh, the guys uh, they didn't really protect any of their sports supplement business, right? They weren't selling protein. They, you know, pre workout didn't exist yet. That's for real. And so people were literally just not choosing them anymore because once the ephedra was banned, they went from 12 locations to 10, to eight down to four, right? Uh-huh. They were just, they were just going bankrupt real fast. And so they reached out to other su- small supplement stores and Andy tells the story. I mean, I'm sure he's better at it than me, but they actually did this strategically. They reached out to these like no name supplement stores to say, Hey, would you like to take over our leases? You know, we're going to let you just, we don't want to go bankrupt on these leases. We don't default on these leases, right? We just want you guys to take over our rent and we'll give you all of the equipment and everything on the inside. Like the inventory, just take over our leases. So their business model wasn't building the gym. It was just selling these T-burns. T-burn combos. Yeah, they had a handful of protein jugs. It was really empty. It was really ugly. I mean, it was like, I mean, Andy has these photos still. I think I might have one or two on my phone somewhere. I'll try to get to you, Luke, for the production. But the bottom line is it was like no sparse, pitiful looking stores you've ever seen. Right. Jeez. And Andy was like, you know, all right, either I'm going to do something else, which he has that story too. He almost sold Sears carpet cleaning for real. He was like, to just close up shop. We had one supplement superstores in Springfield at the time, potentially a second one coming uh, because their landlord was going to own the building and give them free rent more or less. So it was like sweetheart deal. So anyways, overnight, Andy moves from Springfield, Missouri to St. Louis, Missouri and takes over these four leases. And the guys that did the sale to, to us, they were legitimately going to count on Andy and Supplement Superstores failing on purpose and then sure. buy them back. Oh, wow. So that was the goal is that they were like, let's. That's why let's, they counted on the no names. Let's call, yeah, let's call these young and dumbs. You know, yeah. that's what they were thinking. And so, um, you know, I bet you they're really um, kicking themselves now uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> because of how, you know, where Andy's at now. And like the guy that, you know, they told him that they were planning on him failing. Um, so anywho, Andy goes up to St. Louis and then I get this job like a year later and they're starting to try, if that makes sense. Right. Our business model before was very similar to what you would think of any rink-a-dink supplement store. If you've ever been to like a mom and pop shop where it's like one dude working behind the counter, he doesn't really care if you're in there or not. Yeah. Uh, not very good service. Doesn't really know a lot. Yeah. Trying to to sell you stuff that you don't probably need. I mean, these are things that are very common, right? 
Um, I mean, at least want a, a T-bone combo. <laughs> at least that's a good one, Caleb. I mean, like fish yeah. oil, we're not hating. But uh, when it comes to like um, having like some kind of spiff or commission, like just you know your classic mall store, yeah. if you will. And so that's what the, we were when I got hired. Like you know, it was all everybody was in it for themselves. You know that we weren't focusing on the customers' needs. Um, but what I will say is when I first got the job that I thought was really impressive is that we truly did care about education. And so I had a ton of articles that I had to read, uh, with Clayton South, Clayton South. Was that his name? I mean, Andy, Andy wrote a, a bunch of articles too, because Andy was going through the process of, of Creating manu- stuff manufacturing his own stuff. And so he was like, that opened his eyes to the, um, quality standards that are just yeah. weren't there in the industry or, or the yeah. lack of quality standards that oh, are rampant yeah, I, in the supplement industry for like a year and it was awful i got sure. no training nothing i was oh yeah just told what to push and that was it it's it's so unfor- like and this is what we all know now being in the fitness industry it's really just um everybody's just kind of racing to the bottom who, who wants to do the least amount of work and still somehow make a living doing this because all i really wanted to do was work out i didn't really want to work yeah right mm. and so there's a lot of fitness people that start businesses and not a lot of business people that get into fitness does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So, so here we are and, and, um, you know, Andy starts to figure it out. There's really no real good quality out there in the market. There's a big gap when it comes to actual quality stuff. So they got the idea of first form. Um, they started that out in, uh, April of 2009. Um, there was, uh, some, some success and some failures along the way, just different products that worked, some products didn't. Um, but we really got behind, uh, the protein really, really well. We got behind ignition with the glucose post-workout and uh, it really blew up, and they did really well. Uh, first form grew like a weed, you know. And Andy was really smart. Him and Chris put all of their money back into the company, you know. And that's what I think, um, you know, to foreshadow, me and Kyle thought the same way when yeah. we first started here. Because a lot of those people make that money, and they're just going to cash out. Yeah, yeah. They had an idea of what they wanted to buy, and the second they had enough money to buy it, they did, yeah. Yeah. you know. And, you know, me and Kyle, I think, were taught valuable lessons at a younger age when we first got, like, a decent raise working within supplement mm-hmm. superstores. Um, we both bought trucks. We both wanted trucks. We didn't buy the most extravagant ones. We both bought used trucks. We didn't think that we were like, you know, doing anything too crazy. But what we should have really been doing was just buying a car that just gets you from A to B and that's it and not have a payment and start saving like a, you know, try to save as much as you can. But we both, you know, signed up for like $400 car payments or something. And it was just like, what are we doing? Like what? Well, as soon as we started opening up our own location, we were like, wow, it'd be nice to have that cash. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, this miles per gallon actually matters, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, reason, I, yeah. I had my situation is a little bit, bit different than Jeff's cause I had a little sugar mama going on. Like my wife was working at the time. And so when we moved here, I, I literally was floated by my wife for about three years. <laughs> we didn't I make like any money. money. Like, hey, we paid love. ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, for the first three years I lived in Kansas City, um, I was eligible to live in the restricted income um, apartments and lofts that are downtown where it's like you can't make over a certain amount of money. I had to write him off on that. He'd be like, I need you to sign my papers. Tell my people that I don't make any money. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he was my boss. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, anything to like save in the beginning. And so... Yeah, I got started January 2008 and became we became like a like who people know us as today, I would say, is really in the era that Kyle got hired in. Yeah, uh, we were still like, you know, uh, making a ton of mistakes and, and, and um, learning from them, of course. But we were trying our asses off from about, you know, midway through 2008 on where we were, we were really trying to genuinely grow the business and everybody was caring and everybody was trying. We didn't write handwritten thank you cards whenever I first started. Um, you know, we didn't have. 
um, any form of culture, any kind of event outside of the store. There was never a single event that we did. We didn't go to gyms and set up sample tables. Mm. We did nothing outside of the location. Your only expectation at working at Supplement Superstore was being there for your shift. And that was it. And there and wasn't even like cleaning duties. Something. Yeah, yeah, like it was I didn't even have like cleaning duties. I mean, when I first got hired, I asked our owner, Chris, because I was so bored. Is it cool if I bring in my Nintendo 64? There's this TV in the back. I could play it. He's just like, yeah, man, just don't let any customers see you. Jeez. That was it. That's insane. That was the only thing. It was totally That's cool. So with far it. from what it is now, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. yeah, yeah. And like me and, and Mike Taylor used to play guitars in the back of Springfield yeah, North. Bring a, bring a guitar and just practice guitar in the back. I just I just hang out in the back of the store. Yeah, because that, that store is not big. I've been to that store. And it's yeah. just... Yeah, that's it's, nuts. It's they still have the original shelving and the original desk yeah. in there, which is crazy. Yeah, it blew um, my mind when I walked in. To yeah, see, that logo was the original logo right there. Where, you? Yeah, to see where it started versus where, where I see it now. Yeah, oh man, wait crazy. till you see. We have something even newer, cooler coming out relatively soon. You'll see. It's a new model, just a new look at oh, yeah. store. It, that's what's up. it was, it, you know, that I'm lucky in the fact that like that supplement superstores came into my life, kind of where I was feeling like disillusioned with what my my degree was. I was really into fitness. I was really into diet and exercise and health. And, and, um, you know, I was, I had a degree, you know, working, I had a degree in business that was working for hospitality management. Yeah. Well, I was working for a a hospitality company, a business company. You were a hotel (laughs) guy. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, I was feeling like I just didn't want to do that anymore. And, um, I was lucky that I had Mike to come into my life and say, Hey dude, you know, I know this doesn't look like much now, but like, I, I honestly think that it's going to grow into something big. Um, because like Jeff said, we were seeing like 10 people a day. There was not a lot of, of reason to really buy into what we were doing. And we watched, you know, over our years, thousands of dudes come in of our company and leave our company because, um, with the thought of like, Oh, there's no, there's no future in this. And that they're all really, well, I don't know when, if they're all like kicking them people a day, you, really, you really yeah. don't think that anything's going to come of it. You, you, I mean, at that point, you're just hoping that when you show up the next week, there's still a yeah. paycheck to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, man. I, I, I always struggled with that because whenever I was younger, um, you know, I genuinely somehow saw that and like was like, this is absolutely going to work. Yeah. And I was like, maybe gullible. I don't know. I just believed it 100%. Like, I had so much belief. And uh, at one point... Um, you know, I'll never forget, I almost worked for the Cardinals. Um, St. Louis Cardinals minor league organization is down in Springfield, their double-A affiliate, and I worked there as an intern, and I still maintain I wanted to keep my job at S2 to keep that door open uh, in case I wanted to do that route instead. They offered me a job at the Cardinals when I got done with my internship, and I was like, hmm, which one should I do, <laughs> you know? And, it's a big uh, decision. Yeah, I mean, at the time, you know, we were just now getting first form going. It was getting momentum, and i like, dude – I'll never forget playing high school sports and not knowing what to do and where to go to get better. You yeah. know, I was like yeah. working out and spending all this time in the gym, it's but I, time. I had no idea what well, to do. No, I mm-hmm. feel like no one wants to help high schoolers. No, of course. I mean, yeah. We don't have, like, they don't have they, any they money. Write them off. They're annoying. Oh, they're in packs in the gym. I just, Oh dude. Yeah. And I, and I was just going to like, you know, my classic school gym doing yeah. football training and stuff. I just didn't have any money. And I remember I went into a GNC next door to our grocery store that I worked at. I got like a break and I, I went, I went next door. I'm like 16 years old. I'm just like, Hey man, I'm trying to get bigger, stronger, faster. What do I do? He's like, you need this. It was just a, 
bottle of glutamine. And it'll explode. <laughs> it was oh, glutamine? Up, he just gave me, here is an amino acid. Is that your secret? It's wild. Damn. Yeah, and well, I was you know, like, that's recovery. Yeah. can help your stomach. Wow. You can eat more. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little, it could you know? be a there, are some, there are some benefits, but there yeah. was nothing I needed in the form of gaining weight when it came to high school. Well, I graduated some, at 240. There was some good margin in that glutamine. Yeah. Yeah. And that was on the sales sheet for that month. Yeah. <laughs> that guy got paid a little extra that yeah. day. Oh, 100%. And um, yeah, dude, I didn't do it. I didn't know what I was doing. And so whenever I learned about recovery, when I learned about, you know, how things work in the body and so forth through this job, I was like, man, if I had, if I could go talk to my old high school team, I'd get them all, you know, it, it may not make a huge difference where, you know, they're, they're going to go to D one or something like that because of how good they were at football based on this. But dude, you take a guy who was really looking to get free school. He could get free school. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like he could easily get free college if he worked his ass off. And like, if his parents invested with the right supplements for four mm -hmm. years while they were in college, like or while they're in high school, like he will get free college. Yeah, no doubt. Cause yep. your 185 bench yep. press is going to go way up. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you're 40 times going to get better. Like yeah, you're going to be a much better athlete. Oh, I think we all went to yeah. school with that one kid who his parents did understand nutrition or health or something like that. And they were always just leaps and bounds ahead of everything. Yeah. For sure. Or like thing. that kid that was a, like, let's say a, a second stringer as a freshman. And then by junior, senior year, they're just doing laps around people. Yeah. You know, it, it was the first time in my life where you could truly recognize that like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yep. It was the first time I ever got to experience it and, and recognize it. And so I was really fully bought in from a very early standpoint with S2 purely because of our help factor. I didn't know anywhere else that you could get that kind of help. Well, and I think it, it comes down to the type of people that you guys are that I think you have to enjoy helping people to, to thrive in that environment. Because if you don't want to help people, you're just not going to work out. Oh, I mean, you yeah. So, uh, being selfish in the fitness industry is pretty prevalent, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. um, and whether people are aware of it or not, it's just something that's pretty common. Um, and so it's just in, in bodybuilding, for example, is a selfish sport. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's, very, it's, uh, it's just part of the game. Right. And so to find people that are like excited to help you is very you know difficult to find at yeah. times. Well, when it comes to dude, fitness. you know, we just had a uh, company meeting on Sunday and that, that's something that I talked about was, you know, one of the biggest keys to happiness is stop being so introspective and thinking about how do I feel? You know, does this yeah. make me feel this way and think about other people, you know, and I was always pretty good at just kind of like pushing that out and basically just focusing on the person that's in front of me and actually like, you know, being fully, you know, tapped into the conversations that we we're having. And, and I think that always served me well was just basically, you know, actually wanting to help people. That's yeah. our whole thing is like, we're, we, we tell our staff, like, you can't fake it. You cannot you fake, fake like no, actually no. wanting to help somebody. You actually have to want to help somebody. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's shown. Care, it, and care is a, you know, it's an actual trait. It is. It, it is. is. And then you, you start to attract those types of people and then it just, it kind of blossoms from there. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's why Marcus and I click so well earlier like that is because we both genuinely cared helping people. And I think that's why, yeah. you know, when we first got involved with each other, that's why, you know, between the hustle and, and the caring aspect, it goes a long ways. Mm -hmm. um, so, now that we have that, so like, when did you guys decide that you wanted to take that next step and kind of like venture out on your own and, and, and jump four hours away and move to Kansas City? Yeah, I mean, so Andy, if you guys aren't familiar who, who's listening to this, to, to who Andy is, Andy is um, now he's he's regarded as probably one of the top um, guys in the entrepreneurial space For as sure. far as like public figures. Um, but back then, uh, Andy was a, you know, back in 2012 or so, we were, you know, First Form was still a local brand, you know, Supplement Supersource was a local brand, and we were just trying to figure out how we were going to take the next step into becoming, you know, a nationwide brand. And he looked at our business model, and so everything we just talked about, the caring, right? You can't mm -hmm. fake it, right? And he knew when he looked at our business model, he goes, you know, 
what is, what is actually the, 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 the special sauce to our business model? Yeah. Where's our value? You know, where's yeah. our value at? It's actually giving a shit. It's actually caring, right? And he knew if he packaged up what we were doing and he sold it to franchisees, what are they going to be lacking? The, the caring aspect. The caring yeah. aspect. They're mm-hmm. going to they're gonna give it to a manager. You need, you need to be bought in. Yeah. They're going to give it to a manager. That manager is going to, you know, treat it like a job, yep. right? When people buy a franchise, guys, they're buying like a business in a box. They're buying yep. a recipe, right? Yep. And so you have to actually care about the people that walk in the door. And that's something that like it can't be in the recipe, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. If you're not being an owner operator, which most franchisees are never, right? They're going to pay somebody else to go in there and they're yeah. going to expect that person to care as much as you and they just will not. Most franchisees, they, they buy a franchise because they want to check. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an investment. It it's just they, an investment. It's an it's investment. Like buying a Monopoly hotel. Andy yeah. knew back then, like, this is not going to work if if I am trying to sell franchises because yep. that was the original idea was that we built out our original headquarters as a way to bring people in and sell them franchises and, and to wow people, basically. Yeah. And um, he knew that that wasn't going to work and so he rolled out a plan in a in a random meeting, you know, we do monthly monthly meetings, a random meeting in probably 2012. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, we're going to go to, <clears throat> we're going to go to Kansas City and we're going to fund the guys to go to Kansas City and, you know, that's going to be their owner, you know, they're going to be owners. So basically we're going to do an internal franchising system. I love it. And like that day, that night, I knew what I wanted to do. I was like, that's going to be me. I'm a fucking hourly employee now. I'm not even a manager. Uh, people in St. Louis don't even know who the hell I am. But that's going to be me. And um, I basically attacked, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not trying to gas myself up here or anything. But I, I knew every single day, I went into every single day with that on my mind. With everything that I was doing as far as going out to outside sampling, going to events, meeting different people, you know, creating relationships. That was what I wrote down every single day is I own eight stores in the Kansas City market. Now we own eight stores in the Kansas City market. And I was doing that, you know, over a decade ago. It was like four, awesome. Yeah, it was like 2013, 14 that you were writing that in your notebook. Yeah. And then I mm-hmm. got moved up to St. Louis and eventually I, I ran two stores in St. Louis and became a district manager for us in St. Louis. And then in 2015, um, basically Andy came to us and was ready to fund us to open up Kansas City. Um, and, you know... It was, it was one of those things where I just kind of always knew as soon as that came out of his mouth, I'm from Wichita. I always knew Kansas city was, was going to be a place that I would want to live, you know, yeah. long term. And, um, I also just thought the market was going to do really well with our business model. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. well, I think if we look at it and we, t- and we take a step back, I think not many people can hear that and, and think, you know, a lot of people, when they make their goals, it's like a month, two months, six months. For sure. They, they can't make a five year goal. Right. And, and sit down and not only make that, yeah, 10 year, but it's like make it happen because a lot of people, I think they struggle with that grit of working tirelessly day in and day out for that big goal. You know, mm-hmm. they want, they want the big truck or they want the house, they want the car, they want the eight stores, but it's like, if it happens, that's cool. But you know, three years goes by and it hasn't happened yet. And they'll, they'll probably give up. The, you the, know what I mean? Just yeah. Sticking yeah, it's that not out. for everybody. You no, know? it's not. The, so the they two say, things. Like, they'll say that out like to yeah. themselves to make, you got to make yourself feel better about yeah. the situation because there's a ton of people that did that, that didn't work out. Right. There's a lot of guys that I met that I knew were just as talented as me, if not more. And they somehow, you know, convinced themselves that this wasn't for them, yeah. you know? Um, and that's just what is true for anybody. And this is like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, like again, like what Kyle's saying, like we don't want to stand like a soapbox and think that like we're we're so successful or that like mm-hmm. you know we're done or something. It's just more of it. 
there's one thing that is common amongst all people that I've met that have been able to gain some form of uh, monetary success. And that is just the unbelievable sacrifice. Like yeah. you just have to understand that like you, there was a conversation that people that, that quit along the way that they had with themselves where they said, it's no longer worth it to me. Yeah. It's just no longer 100%. worth it to me. There, yeah. And that's okay. You know, like that as long as they're cool with it, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I would regret it, but not everybody does. And that's cool. I'm psyched that yeah. people get to do what they want but, to do. But yeah. you're doing it. You know, you can't make that decision for them. That's something, you know, you can talk people into it all the time, but in, until they buy in and talk themselves into it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, man, well, I, I, I wasn't going to be happy personally. I and, I and this is, you know, totally not the right mentality probably to have, but I just went through so much sadness and depression in my twenties because I was like, I will not be happy until. Yeah. Right. I, I gave myself that sentence. Yeah. And it was like until we open up our own stores, yeah. you know, and uh, man, if there's one thing I could change. That'd be it. Yeah. There, there, <clears throat> really quick. There's there's two things, too, that, you know, a lot of people, you know, I, I've learned that a lot of people that give up. It's it's not because they're like weak people. It's that maybe they haven't had anybody in their life, like pull them aside and, and be like, hey, dude, you can actually do this. Right. Yes. So I came from a, a background where both my parents worked at Boeing they were not business owners. It was, I grew up in just a normal, you know, middle-class type life. And Andy, you know, the, the two things that Andy did for me that probably changed my life the most was he told me, Hey dude, there's nothing different between a business owner and you. Why the fuck can't you be a business owner? And I was like, me? Like I never, I never really thought of myself as a business owner. I always just figured, you know, I was going to work somewhere. And he's like, dude, there's no difference between a business owner and you no difference. And that made a huge difference on me. And the second thing was he said, um, and I don't know exactly how he phrased it, but he said, Hey, listen, if you had to make the same amount of money you were making right now for the next 15 years, but then that year 15 hit and you were making a million dollars a year, would you, would you do that? And I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, time's going to pass anyways. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so it basically helped to and it sounds like a long time, but once yeah. you're in it, like, I mean, <laughs> Quick. It basically it just reframed, year 16. it reframed yeah, the way that I was looking at time because in my head you know uh, when you're 23 years old you're like 15 years yeah. dude 10 years 10 years yeah. like dude I'll be dead by then you yeah. know like yeah. I, that's so long but then it yeah. passes like, like Facebook wasn't saying. even around for 10 years yeah. yet and you're yeah. like look how much money Mark Zuckerberg is making was, yeah. and in your head you ago. somehow think that you can be that guy too you're like oh I don't want I don't want to sacrifice 10 years yeah oh, and yeah. it's like 10 years is like the greatest deal of all time yeah. the oh, one you know? yeah. the one-off success stories are the worst yeah yeah and I, and I think people unfortunately a lot of us lack that you know what do we all hear growing up like get real be serious right stop dreaming you're not going to do that so it's like we're a lot of people are, are predetermined not to do anything because they've been told their whole life that they can't so i i think that's what's great with what you guys is that you're you, well you broke the mold but you're also you're being that voice for other people who mm. feel like they didn't have that purpose whether they were a middle class uh you know you guys did a lot for me too you know what i mean it's like coming from that background it's like you can do this it's just it's up to you you yeah, man. Some change that mindset. Well, a lot it's, of people don't think they're worthy of, yeah. of, of success, right? Yeah. They think yeah. that like that's not for them, and I think we're taught that from a pretty young age. 100%. That definitely are. you know, I think you know it's kind of institutionalized now as far as when you're growing up. Like, hey, like you have to go to college to be successful, right? I think we're, yeah. we're obviously breaking that now with the amount of people that are obviously for doing sure. otherwise, but. Um, you know, I've, in my generation, I was for sure a failure if I didn't go to college. Yeah. Um, and there's so many guys that I meet that work for us that didn't finish school and they can't wait to shove it down people's throats. Yeah. Oh, it's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, Hey, um, school's a good thing. We don't talk down on it. We definitely, you know, enjoyed our college years and, and got degrees, but, 
Um, there's no doubt that I learned 10 times more working for Andy in the first year than I did in my four years at Missouri State. That's just the truth. Oh, for sure. And then it's like, you know, and, and then once you start to reach that level and you start to enjoy the nicer things like the, the Super Bowls or a truck or a house, you know what I mean? Um, you almost feel guilty. Sure. And you almost feel like you have imposter syndrome, like you don't you don't deserve to have that. Sure. Um, and then it's like you almost go through another form of depression because you, you feel like you're being fake with yourself. And then, you know, people who you grew up with, they're like, you're different. Oh, yeah. You're just you oh, think yeah. you're a baller now. It's like, you're oh, not the yeah. same person. It's just like, I, I like to just enjoy no, but here, some no, nice it's, things now. It's, but here's the truth, man. When you get a little further, like, you just are a different person. And yeah. the different person means that, like, um, your standards are just higher for yourself. For sure. And um, it doesn't have to do with the, the monetary or the physical uh, you know, the material items, it's more about just what your daily habits are. So it's the same reason whenever you guys pull out your meal prep and someone talks shit on you, well, it's just them projecting their own insecurities, yeah, exactly, obviously. Yeah. Right. We're leveling up. Yeah. But and in, 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 in like, um, it's, it's you, it's, and here's the thing you, you leveling up, you know, that's, re, that's relative in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? Like, are you really leveling up? It's up to you if you really feel that way. Yeah. But the other person is truly just showing that they feel uncomfortable with the fact that you have a higher standard for yourself in that moment than they did. And you're trying to work towards a goal and they're not okay with being indifferent about their goals. Does that make sense? Without a doubt. They're feeling guilty. It doesn't mean that like, Hey, like you're over there eating a hot pocket. It doesn't mean you're a bad person or that you're unhealthy. I care less what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you, why is this affecting you? You know, and that's just their own insecurities talking. Right. So I'm just, you know, it's just one of those things where it's sad to watch those things happen. And, and, and I have some great childhood friends that I grew up with that I used to feel really uncomfortable around. I bought a truck, um, you know, with our, with, with, through our company, my first truck I bought through our company after selling one. And, um, my buddy was like, that's just the worst investment you could possibly make. It was like, dude, you lost money driving off the lot. And I was like, yeah, but it probably inspires my staff that I'm trying to get to yeah. show them that, you know, what we're doing is working and that, you know, this makes money and that like, we are doing a good job. And like, when you, if, if they work hard, they will be able to buy themselves a truck too, you know? Mm-hmm. And Lead, he's like, leading by example. Yeah. Trying to, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, dude, I think they're, you know, when I was, you know, 23, 24, Andy bought his first uh, exotic car. He bought a Lamborghini, and he was really nervous to show anybody at first because he I think I was the first one that saw it. Yeah. Our, our employees. I followed him to uh, Helen Fitzgerald's. I followed a Lamborghini to Helen Fitzgerald's. You were having a meeting there, weren't we? Yeah. No, so, no, we weren't having okay. a meeting. So, so it was, just, I was just, just you were just following a Lambo randomly. <laughs> yeah. I was just I was meeting I him. I want to follow where this I, goes. I was meeting him for lunch. <laughs> That's right. And um, at Helen Fitzgerald's. At Helen Fitzgerald's, and then uh, you got out of it. Got out of it. I was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> He's like, I bought a Lambo. And I was like, holy, he was worried that people were going to like be yeah, like, judge him for it, judge him for it. Well, and I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. I was like, I, I made me feel pumped. like yeah, this yeah. has got to be, be we're eventually going to work. Yeah. 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 I, we're, we're doing the right things. I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. And eventually I'll be able to get Lambo money there. too. Or but then if you I have, wanted to want you have other people that you, you do stuff like that. You share something like that. And you're just, you're unrelatable now. Oh, that guy's and a dick. Like, oh, the cow only cares about okay. money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's well, the thing is like, there, there is some truth to that there because there are, there are companies out there with owners who are not trying to give back to the people that are working oh, for them. Touch. Yeah. But what I always say to people that are, that are working for companies like that, I'm like, that's your fault, dude. When you're interviewing yeah. for, for a, a, a position, you should be asking, Hey, what's my, what's my top end potential of this job? What's yeah. the culture? Hey, what's the leadership here? What's like? the leadership yeah. like? Yeah. Are your leaderships, were they, were they hired, you know, as hourly employees? Like if you're not asking those things when you're going through an interview process and then you're like throwing rocks at the boss cause he buys yeah. a Lambo, it's like, no, you're the dumb fuck. Like yeah. not the, the and boss. It, and then if you're unhappy, <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to look for another job. Hello. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to stay there. Yeah, man. Yeah. No one's holding you hostage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I Love think, it. I think, um, 
you know, there's a lot to be said there when it comes to like that's a whole nother podcast on just yeah. like people's relationship with money um, sure. and, and how it how it's viewed and so forth. But uh, yeah, we got we got super fortunate for having great leadership, and um, this is the big thing, man. Andy Andy spoke in, in very big terms, right? Um, he thought big um, and, and talked about us being the number one supplement retailer in the country and the number one supplement brand in the world in first form and all this. And he's still saying those things. And, uh, you know, they just had a meeting at first form last year when they were unveiling the new headquarters. And they said, we, we want first form to be Nike and Gatorade combined. Like, that's how we want to be that omnipresent where you see us everywhere. And our clothes are going to be just as good as Nike's or better. And uh, you're going to see us on the side of, like, you know, NFL fields like you would see Gatorade. And like that's what they're working on. That's, that's it's pretty. Sick. It's pretty. You know. So he just never stops. He's just always our headquarters that we have right now. As far as in St. Louis, he talked about that for real. He talked about it in a meeting in 2010, and I remember it because he was explaining it to the level of like talking about like people like um, you know visualizing yeah. and, and mm-hmm. using visualization to get what they want. He manifested the entire headquarters down to like where it was, what it was going to look like. It was going to have this you know sick gym in it. It was going to have this glass office. It's overlooking the gym, and he has all of these things, like to a T, exact really how awesome. he said it in 2010. It's you know, that, uh, that one pa- podcast, for you, those of you who don't know, like Andy has a podcast called Real AF, but back in the day it was called MFCEO Project. And uh, I got turned on to that, and that, that one episode of visualization, like, changed my life completely the way I, I kind of viewed things and looked at things. I don't know, have you listened to I it? I have not, no. Mm-hmm. It's still there if you scroll back far mm-hmm. enough, right? Yeah. It, it's cool. You should listen to it. You would really it, it, enjoy it. It talks about like the level of detail. It's yeah. like the wind blowing on his face coming off a private plane. Yeah, the hand, the wood grain of the handrail. Like it's like super in depth. It's insane. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it because it, it, it does make a difference. Like oh, I want to buy a big house one day, but it's like no. What, what what's the house yeah. that you want to buy? Show us how many this bedrooms. Color, does it have? Exactly. How many bedrooms? What colors how the many walls? Stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. So, it, it, so that's kind of what you did. Yeah, like mm-hmm. ten years ago when you were thinking about coming to Kansas City. Correct. So it, it's the more detailed that you get with your goals like that, and he talks about it in the podcast. It basically makes it harder to give up on them, mm-hmm. right? Because if it's a real place and it's got real, you know, there's real things that are attached to it. Mm-hmm. It's not like. Man, I want to get a million dollar house one day. Yeah. It's like, no, motherfucker. What is what's the front door well, look is your like? Million dollar what's, house what's, a shack on yeah. the beach, or when is you, it when you, you walk know, in? What's nowhere, Missouri with hundred yeah. acres? You, here's the best way I can put this, dude. You guys get to a certain spot where you have enough money to do something, and you don't know how to shop for it. It's because you never thought about what exactly you wanted, yep. right? So, I bought a, a 1975 uh, Ford Bronco. I love and that I, thing. Thank you. And oh. I didn't have any idea. I knew I've always wanted a Bronco for like 10 years, but I had no idea what kind of interior I wanted. You just see cool ones and you're like, that's a cool one, yeah. you know? But I never thought about exactly what I wanted. So um, I had to redo the interior. And for like the last two years that I've had this Bronco, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I started like shopping for it. And it's like very difficult yeah, to like sure. come up with these levels of details unless you think about it. And so what's so cool about visualization is when you get down to that level of detail, um, you, you start having, having to take the time and energy and effort to shop for these things that you typically can't afford. But that's actually the fun part of it because now you know exactly what you want and you're ready whenever Mm -hmm. that happens. And so of course, when you're in a spot where um, you don't feel like working hard, you don't feel like doing the extra details that you know are going to make you successful because you're just, you know, you're burnt out or you're tired, whatever it may be. You have this other vision in your head. You're like, if I really want what I say I want, I got to do this time. I got to do it. And it's just like saying like for, you know, if you're doing bodybuilding, it's like, you can't just be like, I want to, you know, win a local show. It's like, I want to place first at this show. And then after this show, I want to place first at this national show. I want to be an IPB pro by this year. You know, it's, I'm going to add 
exactly 20 pounds of muscle mass in this amount of time. You, you just got to be very specific with your goals if you expect to hit any of That's them. That's actually one of yeah. my favorite things to do, and I call it like shopping outside of your out of your comfort zone. So your it's like budget, yeah. you're out of your budget. And, you know, because I was sending my wife some houses the other day because we want to look at buying a house at the end of the year. She's like, that's too expensive. That's the point. Right now, yeah. it won't be next year. You know what I mean? And it's like I like, you know, I have my truck now, but I was looking at those trucks three years before I got one because because that's what I wanted. And mm-hmm. there was no way in hell I could have done it then. And but it's like just there's, there's some memes that about that, mind. about the Zillow thing where it's like, oh, you know, it's just a nice <laughs> yeah. little $1.5 million house. Yeah, but it's like I, <laughs> I, I think there's merit to that looking at a vehicle or like you said, the, the upholstery, you know, I think things like that go a long ways. Uh, yeah, last thing I'll say in it, dude, is really straightforward is it's not about the material item that we're talking about. It's success habits that you have to yes. have to get to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're going to build these mental calluses by doing that along yep. the way. None of the material shit that we're talking about on this podcast actually matters. No. It's yeah. all the actions that you had to take to yep. get to it. And that's where the success is. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when people, dude, I was like, you know, we had one store. We knew who to align with in this industry because we could just meet people and knew who had success habits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't, I know exactly where you're going to be in three, five years based on having this conversation. You know what I mean? Like that's my thought process on things. And Mm so, um, it's not hard. It's again, guys, anybody that's like trying to get to a goal, I promise it's not about the product or the material item, but if you need a material item to help you, uh, with creating these successful habits, that's how it worked for me personally. Some people are like, I need to make, you know, I need to get this beautiful house for my wife, whatever. Like, dude, cool. Whatever your motivational tactic is, do it. Uh, but you need to find something to chase that's going to create the success habits that you need to and get to. From and it's going to take work. It's not just going to mm-hmm. happen. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I think also being exposed, um, you know, Andy exposing me to higher end shit. It's like, bro, I'd never seen a Lambo. No. You know what I'm saying? So like when I saw that, I started thinking like, okay, I, I'm friends with a guy that owns a Lambo. I, I get it now. Like it becomes attainable. Yeah. Right. And so real. the more he leveled up, the more people around us leveled up. There's also a guy named Jason Kane. Who's like the unsung hero of our company. Um, I remember when Jason got his R8 and I was like, oh, Jason's got an R8. Yeah. Now? He's like, not even uh, the owner. You know, yeah. I was like, damn dog, here we go. You and know? Jason was cool as hell. He throws the keys to you and he's like, go drive it. Yeah. But that speaks to your character that that can happen. And you were excited. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, man. You, it's, you weren't, you weren't jealous. Scarcity. Like you jealous yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I want that one day but you weren't jealous out of anger dude there was you know a lot of people that excited. were like that and that's kind of yeah, yeah it's man sad. it's a sad it's poisonous mindset for sure like you know you can't hate on other people's success or you won't have any You're I just always thought my day was coming yeah, and, and also is. like I I'm very like aware of myself and I knew I never wanted a Lambo and I didn't want an R8 but I fucking love that they had a Lambo and yeah. an R8 if you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's not my thing like I'm I would spend money they on could. other things yeah. you know but um I just loved that it, it was like Jeff was saying, it's just a representation of the work and the success. Yep, you know what I'm saying? Sure. It's not necessarily about the, the exact thing, you know? So, so now that we're moving there, that kind of like, like perfectly leads into our next segue is you, you get the first store, you get it open. Is it just you two? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you sleeping? Spending way are too much time together. on the couch too? Uh, oh, no. Together spooning? Or is Kim, I don't know. If, I don't know Kim's floating Hell no, nah, dog. And, uh, and then what, you having your first baby? Was that the first yeah. store or? Hey, so here's something I can talk about. Like if, it, if anybody is, you know, going into the, the home ownership market, the one, one thing that I did that was, I'm super happy that I did um, back then was when we moved to Kansas City, we were obviously looking for houses, looking at, you know, are we going to rent? Are we going to buy? Yada, yada, yada. And, um, you know, during that time, I made the decision to buy a duplex 
And so the, the, the realtor I was working with, she was showing us single family homes. And I said, listen, don't show my wife any more single family homes because she wants to move into a single family home and I want to move into a duplex. And anyways, we got, we found a duplex in Olathe and we house hacked it. So we lived in one side of it and we rented out the other side. So it basically paid for my mortgage during the time that we were not making any money at all. Um, you know, and then eventually I moved out of it and, you know, it's appreciated. It's gone up, it's doubled in value and appreciation in the time that I bought it, you know, from 2016 to now, we've obviously had a crazy run in the real estate market. And, Mm. um, but anyways, it was a, it was a good decision. And I think that, you know, obviously we're not talking about real estate, but like, if you're thinking about like delaying gratification, you know, it sucked to move into a duplex versus a single family home, but am I glad I did it, you know, and, and stuck it out for the three years that I was pushing for that. My wife did not go for it. Yeah. Yeah, It was a a hard sell. It's a sacrifice for sure. Yeah. Which is funny because Marcus is so little that a duplex is like, Oh, (laughs) didn't even lube him up first. That was Uh, mean. He actually got beat up by a third grader like two weeks ago. I did. I get punched. Scratched right by the eye, yeah. and we're. Dang, I was dude. telling people who didn't know, I was like, Marcus is almost the size of a third grader, so he threw two kicks and then a punch. Yeah, he gave him a combo <laughs> kick, kick, punch. <laughs> yeah, Good he for kicked him, shit. he kicked him twice, and Marcus went to block the third one, and he set him up perfectly. And Marcus yeah. bent over, bah, bah. right in the oh, right in the face. Not the first time, dude, that kid's gonna be a good Not fighter one day. Time. He's a teacher, sounds, if you didn't know. Like, I was going to say, yeah. sounds like his family <laughs> life is going great. Not for long. Not for long. This is his last. Yeah, this is my last year. Yeah, he put in his. Yeah, he's going to go full on coaching. Congrats. It's awesome. Congrats. Maybe one day uh, we'll talk him into managing a body shop. Yeah. One day. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <Yeah>. One day. <laughs> that, hey, that's the hardest thing to do, man, yeah. is to groom someone to yeah. uh, to care as much as you care. I know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. So, well, here we go. So, we have one store. Yeah. yeah. Who's sleeping on the couch? Who's Dude, sleeping in the front of the store? I'll tell you, uh, the first year I lived on the plaza, uh, first six months I lived on the plaza. Uh, I was like a you know twenty eight year old single dude thinking that was where I needed to be when I moved to Kansas City, uh, stupid idea. Um, so I decided it would be like a twenty minute drive for me to get to Overland Park. But I was like, I want to live more centralized because we're going to have more stores up north yeah. and this and that, right? So I would drive in, and I'll never forget the times where me and Kyle would like be there till past eleven o'clock at night. We had to put all the shelves up ourselves, you know, did all the work on the inside of the store, and um, I'd be like, dude. Do not like it's a forty minute round trip for me yeah. to go home and come back. I'm I'm literally gonna wake up like a zombie. Like I literally would just like lay in the bed, like put the sheet over your body, wake up, open the sheet, put on the same shoes, just yeah. go back and go to bed in your clothes just so you don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like dude, just get five more minutes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like it was really like Axe that. Body sprayed up in the for a lot. Yeah, the Italian shower and uh, <laughs> spray some cologne. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I went in. I went in and. Um, you know, got got back to the store or whatever. And I would just be like, dude, this is so like I would really wish we would have bought like an inflatable mattress or something like we would I would absolutely recommend if anybody's starting a business like absolutely put a cot or an inflatable mattress in the back. Totally should. It's a good idea. Uh, but yeah, I would drive home and hate that I would dr- I was driving home. It made no sense. And like mm-hmm. you have nothing left in you emotionally from just having those conversations yeah. all day that are so taxing. Yeah, you know? especially when you're trying to get a business up and going. Every conversation you're having, you're literally like giving them every ounce of your being. You're just like, please, God, go home and tell somebody else about yeah. us so we can stay in business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every day you're like, you're flipping on the open sign. You're like, I hope people come in here today. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. literally how you feel. Oh, and man. The I'd freaking- get home from work and Kim would be like, tell me about your day. And I'd be like, I don't want to talk. No offense, I love oh you, but yeah. like, don't talk to it's, me. It's <laughs> customary at Supplement Superstore to drive home with the radio off. Oh my no, god! No People music. who don't work in customer service, and especially with something like what you guys do, mm-hmm. I don't think they realize how taxing 
talking to people is because you I know have I to, feel you bad complaining about it, but it is taxing. Yeah. Uh, sales in you know in in a nutshell is the exchange of emotion, and yes. so if you're genuinely mm-hmm. trying to care about that customer, yep. it's going to be directly related to how much emotion you're giving uh, them. Yeah, and so if you're really trying, you're going to have nothing left. Yep. Well, in coaching, we feel that as well. Like sure. we're taking on their emotions like without hardcore. a doubt. Oh, it's part therapist yeah. when you're coaching. Well, sometimes Marks yeah. and I literally will call each other and like we'll vent to each other because yeah. we feel like not a lot of people understand. I'm sure you guys do the same thing, but sure. it's like we were like, oh, I'm glad we found each other. And we started doing this because yeah. we'll record our podcast and like the first hour is just us like I guess just, just pitching a little there, bit, yeah, yeah, laying yeah. it out and be like, this happened this week and yeah, this it's happened just a little this vent week. session. Like, yeah. You just know, gotta get healthy. it out, then you're fine. Yeah. Got to get those out, man, or else you're going to, you know, if you suppress them, you're just going to, you know, act it out on a, on a client that didn't deserve it. Right. Yes. So yeah. you guys are just doing the healthy thing. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, one of my questions though was, um, obviously you guys are partners in this. So like what struggles have you faced with just that? Like, have you had a, dish, a difference in vision or methods of doing things? That's a good question. That's, yeah. I would say in the beginning, our, our problems are just all very different, right? As we go through things. Kyle and I were uh, in a spot once where I was put in leadership uh, sooner. I'd been in the company longer and I was no, I was not fit to be a leader at the time. Um, I genuinely didn't know much about it. We didn't require much of our leaders at that time. Like, Oh, you're really good at helping customers. You're a manager now, right? Not like, can you build a team? Can you yeah. lead by example? None of the things that really need to take to be a good leader. Um, I was just good at sales, you know, in the beginning and, and building relationships with people. And so, um, as our company progressed, right, our standards got higher. And so either you're going to grow with it and you're going to grow as an employee, right, grow as a professional with it, or you're going to get weeded out. And that's what we're talking about with a lot of people we lost along the way because they just kind of got really uh, stuck in their ways and it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, Andy would love to ride with young and hungry kids versus the people that are, you know, he would call them gray beards. (laughs) They've just been with the company too long and they just, they weren't coachable anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So, Anywho, I got to a spot like that where he had a real serious talk with me in October or November or something of 2011. And he was like, Jeff, if you don't get better at this, like, we're going to have to replace you. And I'm like, huh? You know, like, I, I thought I was like one of the best, you know, yeah. and I just didn't get it. And so I went back up to St. Louis and they, they, they trained me for the first time on management. I had never been trained on that. And, um, you know, found out that I needed to do a better job on the X, Y, and Z. And Kyle was my best guy at the time. And... They basically were like, Kyle, you and Jeff got to figure this out or else you're both gone. We're like, oh, okay. And so me and Kyle were just very different humans and we had different things we appreciated about each other. But as far as like how we worked, we didn't, Mm -hmm. we didn't, we did not work the same, you know? And so we were forced to give each other respect to make it work. And uh, that I think laid the foundation for the rest of our business. As far as our our, our business partnership goes, like I don't really... I genuinely can't think of a time where we've had like an actual fight or, or a knockdown dragon about a vision or anything really, truly. That's nah, awesome. I mean, dude, I, it's, it's pretty much, I mean, when you, when you talk about vision, we basically have the exact same vision that we've always had. We've always been very green upon where we see the business going. And, and luckily both of us have no desire to stop growing um, and stop pushing as far as, you know, for growth. And so that's always been good. You know, the, the, arguments that we have is just dumb shit. You know, when we were working in the store like the together, the, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> when we were working in the store together, especially when I was coming off, you know, being a district manager in St. Louis, he was coming off running the, the Springfield stores. We would basically sit in the store and try and manage each other. I'd be like, Hey man, can you do this for me? You know? And he'd be like, dude, 
stop doing that to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, man. I'm used, to, he was I'm my, used to just getting he, what I need done. He was on like, my team. You know? and, and I was never hit. Like, he was never, in quotes, my real boss or vice versa. And I, I was in once at a position when he was much younger where I would be like, hey, I need you to do this. And that was, like, actually acceptable. So we get to, like, he was running everything in St. Louis, which is definitely more difficult than what I was doing in Springfield at the time. And so when we got to Kansas City, it was so funny. The first time he was like, hey, Jeff, can you run up front and do this? And I was, like, looking over at him like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. I know. I'm like, this is going to take right. some adjusting. <laughs> I was oh, like, we need to hire some people. Are you <laughs> Like I'm like, gonna, hey, I, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing. I got manager of the year before you, Yeah, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, dude, it was just funny, man. And like, uh, it, it took that yin and yang and it, it was, it was the number one thing we needed so quickly, honestly, was for us to separate and work in different locations because when we're working on top of each other, we're always, you know, crying, like we're, we're bickering over like, you know, it should be blue. It should be red. Like shit that just did. Actually doesn't now, matter. now we've gotten to the place where I, when I start interjecting an opinion that I know doesn't, I'll just be like, Hey, yeah, I want it to be blue, but I don't really give a shit. Like yeah. this is this is more your lane. You you're you've thought about it deeper than I have for sure. And um, you know that's that our our relationships worked out pretty well. I think also it's just knowing each other for such a long period of time and working together for such a long period of time. We don't lie to each other about shit. So that's the big thing is like if he's doing something dumb or if I'm doing something dumb, we pretty pretty much have no like filter in yeah. telling each other like, like, you know, hey, you know, this needs to change or that, you know, whatever. Is well, you guys are successful marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was that's pretty much that. You guys are in a relationship and the more honest you can be, the better. And mm -hmm. for as long as I've known you guys, I mean, and I could be completely wrong here. Uh, you guys are so different, but so similar at the same time where you guys always have the same vision, but you guys can kind of go about it in different areas. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, you know, from my experience, like, Jeff, you're a little more, like, in your face. And, you know, Kyle's a little more, well, you know. And it's, like, <laughs> it's just a little more laid back. But it, it gets the job done. But it's two separate ways. And that's okay. It doesn't always have to be one way or the other. Yeah, we're very yin and yang on on that stuff. And, and um, yeah, dude, I mean, like, we're always, like, bickering and stuff like brothers and whatnot. But, I, I mean, I definitely appreciate Kyle. He's, he's I wouldn't pick a different business partner. Um, you know, I, I get excited when I think about other things that we could do, you know what I'm saying? As far as business goes. Um, and, and now it's changing in the sense of, because we have such a great team of people that have helped us get to this point, I get excited about, and I can, I think I can f confidently say that Kyle is the same on this is that like, dude, we just get excited about watching our team, you know, make moves mm -hmm. and get the things that they've been after, you know what I mean? Yeah, Cause now we're getting into times where we have three employees um, three different guys on our team that have now worked for us for over five years straight. And, uh, you know, we've watched them all grow their careers. They're all yeah. at least in some form of management or executive team. And we just get excited about seeing them grow and, and do the things that we've been able to, you know, been fortunate enough to, you know, I, I get excited about yeah. watching. I mean, I'm known Dylan God. Yeah, man. He's forever. one of those three. Yeah. Dylan Austin, 18 year old know I mean? kid. And yeah. now he's, you know, now he's a badass for yeah. us and we, he's running one of our best stores. You know, in in the in the business world too. You know, one of the biggest blessings that we had was, um, you know, when we were coming up, we were probably a year and a half in, and we met, or I had known Freddie Ford for before then, but Freddie, we convinced him to work for us, or he he basically came to us and was like, you know, hey, you know, do you guys you guys looking for somebody and blah blah blah, and we got him on the team, and he was a guy that shopped with us in St. Louis, yeah, and so <laughs> he already understood what this could become yep. here. And so he, him coming into the company, a guy who quit enterprise to come work for us, a guy who was a pro baseball player that came to work for us that 
created uh, validity in what we were doing and it made everybody else's buy-in so much more easy at that point. And that's, that's a big thing. If you're starting a business, it's not about what you believe. It's about what you can convince somebody else who is capable and who is competent to believe because then they are the ones that are like the, no one looks at you when, when people look at you, they're like, Oh, he owns the business. Of course he cares. Right. But then when they look at your second, you know, in line, they're like, Oh shit. You know, like there must be something going on here because that guy that's in second is a smart dude. He's got yeah. his shit together. Well, know? it's like, uh, it, it's, it's really, you know, we teach this all the time when it comes to our team, but the number two has to be somebody who has high standards for themselves, right? Like Freddie was a seventh round draft pick for the Royals. If you guys didn't know. It's like this guy has attained success and he has success habits clearly, you know, but where is he going to choose to be successful? And he chose us, Right. And that says a lot. And so when other people are working for us and they're trying to figure out where should I put my dedication? You know, where should I put my energy? What am I passionate about? They see, oh, wow, like that guy's working his ass off. He's leading by example and he doesn't even own the company. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I asked Tori Schubert. You guys know Tori? Yeah, I love Tori. Yeah. Tori's one of our best. She's our community relations director. Uh, spoke with her today about this. I said, who who, who inspired you to, to believe as much as you did? Because belief is is the number one core value that we need from our staff for the rest of none of these other core values will matter if you don't believe yeah. in what we're doing. Right. If you don't really truly believe in our vision, then why would you follow through on anything else that we're doing? Right. Yeah. And so I said like, who truly, you know, cause again, you expect me and Kyle to care. So who was it? And she goes, Freddie. And I was like, that's amazing. Cause I'm like, you know what? Tori's doing done that for us 10 times over for other people. Cause Tori was making, you know, she could have made $90,000 a year as a nurse and she quit that job to work for us, which is crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's what she's passionate but about. It makes, and, you, it and makes you feel great that you created an environment that, that they want to do that. Yeah. They, yeah. They, I they mean, believe it, in it. I mean, again, like, we'll go back so to much. like, yeah. we don't feel worthy of that. You know what I mean? Like I, at times I'm like, you know, imposter syndrome with that too. Right. You're yeah. like, dude, like these are great people, but um, we know that we have um, a genuine system that works. You know, this is not a system that me and Kyle came up with organically. We had a lot to do with, you know, the day to day of how we do things now. Um, but like, we knew that this recipe worked. You know what I mean? And so that level of belief that we have and how we do things um, transfers over to that staff. Yeah, because you, you, you guys worked in the store for 10 years. I was going to say a long, long time. Bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I worked for somebody. Like, that's what I'm trying to also explain on this podcast. If we get the opportunity is if you work for somewhere where you truly believe from the top down in the mission of what the company is doing, you can become wildly successful as yep. an employee. You don't need to be an entrepreneur. And let me be very clear. Not a lot of people are meant to be entrepreneurs and that's mm -hmm. okay. You could be a, in quotes, follower, if you will, and kill it and have yes. so much fulfillment from that, you know, and yeah. so much purpose in your work uh, because you need somebody else to handle that stress. You don't want to have to come up with where should we put our marketing dollars this year, right? You just want to help people at the counter, yeah. which is the fun. Yeah. It's, you know? it's, it's basically as long as you go all in and you don't have stipulations because a lot of people are like, well, you conditional know, it, it's conditional. Belief. They'll be like, oh, well, we you that. know, like if, you know, we'll see how things end up at the end of this year and that'll kind of dictate, you know, how much effort I'm putting into this, you yeah. know? And it's like, dude, you're going to get ran the fuck over by somebody who's like, yes. I don't care about anything else except for doing this 24 yes. seven. And, um, you can't fake passion. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There, and there's the, um, you know, you stick around long enough, the guys that we were talking about earlier with like a, you know, high school sports and stuff, it's the same goes with business. People all start doing the same position, but the people that believe the most, you know, the Boy Scouts, if you will, that are like, yeah, they tell me to jump. I just say how high. Other people are like, man, are you serious? You really believe all that shit they say? You know, they don't do the work, if you will. Yeah. They think that they're above that or yeah. that they don't, they can cut this corner and that's going to work for, for sure. them. 
Dude, those people get lapped, and they're the ones that are sitting on a bar stool on like a Tuesday, being like, "Man, this fucking bullshit." Angry, yeah. I, uh, you know, they, they, dude, they keep you know places a cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get that all the time. I'm like, yeah, from nobody successful ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't even, I don't even work for S two, and people like Freddie and Dylan, like, they motivate me. You know yeah, what I mean, dude? That's awesome, I man. That. That's I love great. that. Shit. I'm sure they would love to hear that. Those man, guys, those guys do work so hard, and they absolutely deserve, you know. The, all the credit that they get yeah. because it, those, we have and we have a whole team of them. I don't want to you know discount anybody no, else. I, I don't have one person from S two, and I love meeting new S two people. You sure, know what I mean I love sure. and I. That's one of the things I, I like to, to try to go to different stores because I, I get to meet new people and it's it's an experience. You know what I mean? And it's like you get to tell them, you know, I don't even work for you guys, and it's I get to tell them how great the company is. Yeah, you know that's I mean? awesome, it's, man. It's, just, it's nice to be around those you know, those really guys when, when you bring in good, competent employees and they they go all in and they're, 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 they totally believe in what you're doing. It also lights a fire under me and Jeff's ass. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, we got to go, we got to go, we got to create opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a double edge, you know, there's, there's benefit to obviously, you know, for them working here. And then there's also the benefit that we see as far as, you know, the motivation to want to push things forward and, and, you know, create, create jobs that are basically higher paying positions. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. your guys' reach is, is way further than, I think we all think, you know what I mean? It's not just your employees. I think it's, it's people like me. It's people like Marcus. You know what I mean? It's, it's your customers. Like I, I know, God, I've met customers that are just outrageous. I mean, they, they probably got an S2 tattooed on them. You yeah. know what I mean? So you get yeah. people like that who are bought in and they're spreading the word for you. It's like you guys have done so much in the, in the KC fitness community that your reach is just so far. I think we talked about it on the phone a couple of weeks ago, but it's like, Man, I mean, I'll, it's going to go so much further. I, I, Holy oh, shit. God. I think it's cool. Um, you know, I, I think it's awesome that you're saying all that, Caleb, and I appreciate it. I don't, I don't, you know, I'll never feel like we're done. I'll never feel like, and it's like, you I'm, can't get stagnant. Yeah. I'm not trying to be like, you know, Debbie Downer or negative, but like, I am, um, it's a blessing and a curse, right? But it's like, I'm always going to notice the one thing we're doing wrong. Yeah. I'm never going to be psyched. I think you have to appreciate what you've done. But it's I should never, do a lot better but, job but of recognizing the things that we're doing. I, it, yeah. I'd love to smell the roses more and obviously give some recognition to our team. Uh, I would say more frequently or better. Um, but I just I'm I'm too busy eyes forward trying to make sure that they all have an opportunity to make the money that they want to make and that they have the opportunity to do what they want to do with their life and have the freedom to do it. You know. And so I'm like, God dang it. We could have done this better. We could have done this better. Yeah. You know, it's like wasted energy, wasted opportunity. And so, I mean, like you bring up a good point, but I'm like, man, I feel like we suck. I'm, I'm, <laughs> That's so many things. Well, I, like, I feel like that comes down to yeah. like the best business owners, the best coaches there are. I mean, what's the one thing they have in common? It's like, they're never perfect. They're always looking for what yeah. they can do Execution, better. man. They, we got to execute blow better. out a team 16 to nothing. And, you know, they're going to be pissed because they had that Should have won 50 to nothing, man. Yeah. Should have won 50 to nothing. I dropped that pass, you know. I do think that there is a, there's a way of, of being, having a lot of gratitude, but also not, you know, not allowing it to, you know. All right. So back to what I was saying before Jeff uh, had to potty break. You have not done Um, shit. That's where we left. No, I said that I was, I was saying that, you know, I think I've found a a good balance between being really able to tap into gratitude and use gratitude um, basically to make myself um, a happier person in general, but also not use it um, as a reason to basically take your foot off the gas. Cause that's a lot of people. They, that's what they do. They, they feel gratitude. They're like, they look around, they, they say, Oh, shit's pretty good. You know? And then they get passed up by somebody yep. who's, who's, you know, they get content and yeah. complacent, content, yeah. complacent, well, content is okay. Complacency. It's not, it's not okay. You want to be content with things that you 
worked to yourself mm-hmm. to this point, right? Yeah. You you know, if somebody, for example, is trying to lose a hundred pounds and they and they're down seventeen pounds in the first month, they should be content with that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They can't yeah. be like, I'm super unhappy. I'm not at hundred pounds mm-hmm. down yet because then they're going to be unhappy about something else, yeah. right? So I just we're trying to teach that to our team. That's something that we're really hot on right now because we have a lot of guys who've been here a while and they're thinking like, when's my time? When's my time? And it's like, guys, you're never going to get this opportunity again to work with these people that you're working with right yeah. now in this position that you're in right now. Like take some time to really look around and be super thankful yeah. that this is where you're at and where you've gotten to. And like, dude, these times are going to be called the good, the good old days at yeah. one point for you. Yeah. Recognize that you're in them. That's right? why me and Jeff yeah. try and tell old stories to like let people know like you're going to look back fondly you know at at times and i even do that with people that are outside of our um company now like some of our friends that you know have left the company over the years you know they still want to talk about you know s2 stories well like you guys just said like you you slept on the floor of the duplex without heat so like looking back like that sucks in the moment but now it's hilarious and and you're so glad that that happened because if if you weren't that uncomfortable you wouldn't have pushed that hard you you guys are all you guys all played sports growing up right yeah it's it's like we we always relate really well with former athletes in our company and it's because dude it's the grind times man we all remember two a days we all remember how much that sucked those early morning workouts and stuff but that bond becomes so tight because of the the stress and the struggle that you guys went through together for sure so we got guys that have some funny stories. We're like, yeah, man, I had to work a double on a Saturday and then go to an event after that and then had to be at the meeting the next morning. I mean, dude, I he slept in a store. I once had to break into my boss's house and I tore my ball sack open on a windowsill just to help him reset the server. <laughs> really happened. I mean, like Jesus. we have so many hilarious like glory stories of just like you really did that shit and you weren't making, like you weren't clocked in. Like I didn't get paid to go over to my boss's house to do that. Yeah. Right. Like I wasn't clocked in for it. He just, he needed it. And I was a good soldier. Should have yeah. sued him for the labor laws. Yeah. 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 You'd probably That's be, you'd probably be right where you're sitting right now. If you did. Somebody did sue us once for labor laws. And uh, uh, as a corporate company, when we were like in 2012 or something, and I'll never forget how awesome it was. Me and Kyle both just got like a random paycheck that was like just for a normal, like it was like a normal amount of money that you would get for a normal paycheck just cause. I was like, well, that's awesome. Here's the yeah. truth, dude. Whoever, I, whoever I, blew the whistle, thank I, you. I knew, <laughs> I knew for me to get to where I wanted to go, uh, I was going to have to work more shifts than what Jeff was scheduling me. So basically, you can't tell me not to work. And I was, I was basically going into gyms, creating relationships, doing events in those gyms, um, you know, outside of what we were doing, going outside and sampling and talking to people about our business. And, um, we had better guys than him at the time, you know, I had to schedule them 40 hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is on top (laughs) of 40 hours. I'm just giving a shit. Yeah. No, dude, we, um, fuck you, Jeff. Take it back. There was a time, this is kind of funny. There was a time, but just so everybody knows, Springfield has our number one store in the entire company. Springfield South, I think is the number one store currently in our entire company. And, um, at one point, we were referred to as the minor leagues. And, man, talk about guys that don't like, you know, that love a good chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. We are, man, we have got so many stories where people, like, doubted us to our faces. And yeah. it was like, thank you, God, for yeah. that. Do you guys, do you guys Appreciate it. find that you still kind of, like, even though you say you're content but not complacent, like, you still thrive off that that type of please shit. doubt us yeah. oh my god oh, i yeah. love it absolutely yeah. yes absolutely I, I think as former athletes i, I love when I, I, I love better. not losing right more than i love winning right yeah. if i lose i just fucking hate losing i yeah. can't do it so if someone thinks that i'm going to lose i'm like oh this is great yeah. uh as far as the future goes man it's a hundred percent about our team i mean that's all we think about at this point um you know, me and Kyle have achieved in the sense of, you know, we both have a life that we're really happy uh, living every day, right? 
and it's so fun to go to to war every day with our team and like you know we're not trying to over dramatize what we do but like if you look at it like that it makes it a lot more fun yeah mm-hmm. and um dude it's just it's all about putting our people in a position where they can choose what they want to do with their time right give them some freedom and um We've been so fortunate to have a, a an owner that gave us that opportunity. We're going to give that opportunity to people that have bled for us, for you sure. know. And so, it's just putting in 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 work. And you know, when you do that, when you scale to that level, there's just a new set of problems, a new set of obstacles that mm-hmm. you have to overcome. And we're learning how to overcome those things. Everything that we're doing is brand new to us, and we're excited about it because it's a new challenge. But it's, know, fun. it's fun. I mean, if you if you weren't doing that, I mean, I don't think you would enjoy it as much. You know what I mean? I, I feel like. Dude, I was depressed as shit, to be honest with you, for like a couple of years of doing this because I wasn't helping people in the store anymore. Yeah. I, I never thought about like what's life going to be. That's like, true. I mean, stop, start having like a team of coaches, right? And stop helping people one-on-one every day. Yeah. That energy exchange mm-hmm. that we talked about. I never thought about what I would do if I didn't have that energy exchange. Yeah, I guess yeah. I wouldn't have thought about that either. Yeah, what, what, yeah. You know, what, would it, what would my life be like if I didn't have to help somebody that's coming in looking for help, right? Or not looking for help. And it's just the amount of relationships that I've made uh, in the store for the better. Um I mean, dude, we got a guy in the studio right now, Jacob Coons. What's up, Jacob? Jacob's dad uh, was nothing more than a customer that became a friend that helped me with building my house. Like, he's helped me a million different ways. I mean, dude, we got some, you know, cornhole boards that he made for me as a gift. Yeah. And it's like, these are all people that you just help face to face. You know what I mean? And so when you are now the, you know, the person that tells people how or what to do, and you're no longer the one that is like making the special sauce, you're not the one actually helping the customers and creating these relationships. You're like, well, this is a new purpose, but I don't feel as fulfilled. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, imagine like you don't get to uh, be celebrating any wins along the way until like that client loses a hundred pounds, but like. It takes obviously that long for yeah. to see it come to mm-hmm. fruition. And so it's like just now watching Freddie Ford, he got to buy himself a, uh, a Dodge Ram TRX, a T-Rex, whatever you want to call that it. That thing's nasty. Oh, yeah. It looks dude. like a doomsday vehicle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like hey, I drive a Raptor. He just crushes on me all the time. It sucks. You know what I mean? Like it's not nearly yeah, as cool. As, your truck sucks. It does suck. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to a, 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 the Ram TRX, like I, I can't I just, even compete. I just have a Tundra. Yeah, mm. dude. See, like Tundras are dope, though. I hey, like Tundras. The, tund- the Tundra is, I mean, all trucks at this point are fucking awesome. Yeah. Let's yeah. be, for being completely unbiased, all trucks are great yeah. at this point. GMC AT4, probably the highest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kyle wants a Ford now. Anyways, um, he wants a 250. Don't let him lie to you. But we're, we're just in a spot now where you get to watch Freddie do that. And like, that took five years, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang. The gratification is just so, so much, much more longer, delayed, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, yeah, dude, and no one teaches you these things. There's not a book for it that I knew of. And so, you know, you just, you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. right? And as long as you're intentional about your day every day, you're going to figure it out. That's where we're at with our next step as far as a company goes. But the bottom line is like we have to be successful at yeah. it or else other guys, otherwise we're letting people down and we're not in the business of doing that. Yeah. And you, and you, you're learning as you go. You know what I mean? Everything's always new. I, I was mm-hmm. uh, in Arkansas not too long ago and we were at a cigar bar and we were talking about something and the guy was like me and my other buddy, uh, he owns a equipment wholesaler or resale business. And the guy was like, you got to teach us how to run a business. And I was like, we don't really know what we're doing. Like we're just, <laughs> just we're just kind of figuring out as we go, man. Like I'm literally a child, yeah. uh, and I just like to help people work out and happen. And you know, it's kind of the same with you guys. Like there are some days you're like, what? How do we even do this? Like yeah. I don't even know. And then it's like you just figure it out, and then a new problem comes along, and it's like it's just funny how that shit happens. There's definitely some businesses that there's complexity to that you know would be way over my head, but. The more and more that I understand business and I understand like just, you know, uh, B2C type business, the more I feel comfortable with um, 
you know, comfortable with, with what we've learned and what we've been able to do, um, you know, in the business space is because really, you know, it's, it's about, you know, creating a, creating an over the top experience for people. And I, I, you know, we focus on doing that. And I think if you create an over top, you know, experience for people, it creates word of mouth marketing for sure. Word of mouth marketing is the absolute most important marketing that you could. That's how, that's yeah. how I heard about you guys. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and think about body shop, dude. You know, we have a guy that's moving here, um, to work, for, to work for us. Yep. And you know, we he, met him, uh, we all compete together and yeah. him and Jordan Ward, uh, at the same show. And we, we met him, we talked about, because I think he worked in a nutrition shop up there, right? Mm-hmm. Or not a nutrition like a smoothie shop. Store. Smoothie smoothie store. store. Yep. And we talked to him about uh, talked to him about you guys, and he wanted to come down and check out the gym, and he came down, fell in love with it, and it's like, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, dude. But it's like, you know, think about how many people come into your gym, and they're just like, hey, I saw your spot. You know, they, they've heard about it from somebody they yeah. know. And that that no, the person that they know is a trusted source. It's oh, it's not it's not print advertising. Yeah. It's not you know radio advertising. I mean, it's every, actually the one thing that we you know completely subscribe to as a company is that like you cannot obviously um, there's no oh man that's the best way to put this. You, obviously, we talked about you can't fake caring. Yeah, but it's like there's no there's no cover bands in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You got to yeah. be original and who yep. you are. So no matter what is your product, your product can be replicated. The only thing we count on when it comes to our product is that no one will want to do it. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It's every, it's like 99% of people that watch you go through your bodybuilding, you know, uh, diet, right? You're going mm. through a prep. I'll give you my diet, dude. Yeah. You won't follow it. I'll give you exactly the playbook. You yeah. won't do it. I know yeah. you won't, yeah. you know, you don't care as much as I care. And so that's why it's like, you know, Andy gave away our business model on the MFCO. Literally, he didn't hold back at all. He just gave it away. 100%. Literally everything. Yeah. Gave you every little detail. Everything he says on the MFCO was just a meeting that he had with us like 10 minutes prior. Yeah. That's how it felt. You know what I mean? Mm. And like, dude, it's just all the same, but no one, everybody will tell themselves, and this is how everybody thinks I could cut a corner here. I can cut a corner there. You don't really have to do it that way. That's not important. Yeah. It's just, and it's crazy how it's like, it's genuinely like the, you know, what's, what's the, the new, the book that everybody talks about obstacles the way. That's just the truth, man. It's just like where everybody doesn't want to go, that's where you should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have had people in the stores be like, you know, I want to open my own sub shop. Well, oh, they've done it. Good luck. Oh, I know. <laughs> good. And I hear it too. They've about done it. All of our see, customers tried. You know, S2 or they see body shop. They're like, I want to open it. Okay, good luck, man. You know, I can give you exactly what we do, but it's like you're not us and you don't have our drive and our, our want to help people. And it's just, it's not going to go the same as what mm-hmm. you think it is. Yeah, man. If you don't truly want to do what you say you're doing, um, it's going to show over, uh, like we'll beat you in a long-term race. Yeah. You know, you could be of uh, something really annoying in the beginning for sure, because everybody wants to try out what's hot and new, you for know, sure. but again, like, uh, we're going to be there for you when you get done having that fun, whatever that may yeah. be. Like we understand, you know, we know people do want to try out, like people are going to want to try out different gyms and that's yeah. cool. That's like, fine. We're psyched that you tried out a different gym and if they're better than us, dude, please tell me what we could do to get better 100%. because I'd like to be the best. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like. It's all good, you know, but the product is always going to be the relationship. And as we move into a world where everything's more automated and things are more artificial and so forth, you're going to really want to, I, I personally subscribe to the idea um, that you're going to want what's real. You're going to want yeah. the things that feel authentic to you. People and still crave person to person contact. Oh, like, yeah, dude, we're pack animals, man. Like that's, that's our breed. You need, you need that. You need that human interaction. And I think that will always reign supreme. And that's why. I think the people who double down on customer service are always going to win in the long run because we're, you know, how fucking tired do we get going to Walmart? And it's like, can someone just check this out for me? And I can be like, Hey, how's your day? Like, I'm tired of having to wait and call someone over here because something's wrong. Like I just want to be taken care of by someone else. The worst dude. Yeah. Yeah, The worst. Yeah. We're, I mean, we'd love to, uh, just start getting into like service, uh, (laughs) consulting next time. Yeah. Yeah. Next podcast for sure. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, you have any other questions? No, I think you guys hit it hard. It was awesome. Yeah, we get long-winded. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I liked it. I, I figured probably yeah. about 90 minutes it's to two me. hours. Just yeah. me. Yeah, no. well, yeah just Je- Jeff. You had to tell him to shut the fuck up sometimes. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, Jeff has told me that before. That, you know, <laughs> I've never what, told you shut the fuck uh, up, Caleb. Don't, be, don't, well, don't, lie, to, don't lie to the people. So don't lie to the people. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, Jeff would call me, and I'll see his name pop up on my phone. I'm like, oh, shit. What'd I do? And I, I only work for Jeff. And I remember one day I, I talked to him. He had, like, reamed my ass about something. I don't even know what it was. And, like, a month later, we were talking, and I was like, dude, like, why, why am I taking this? Yeah. I don't work for you. I don't, you're not my boss, but it's like he cared so much that like I was appreciative that he cared that much because like he, he wasn't my boss and I didn't work for him, but like you guys did that. Or even you. Like how many yeah. talks have we had at like kids' birthday parties? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, go, it goes a long ways. Well, I remember when uh, when Jeff first met you, he was like, dude, this guy could be a great trainer. He already is a great trainer, but there's just a certain, like, couple things that he could tweak that would help him out so much. You know, uh, it was like, dude, Caleb, you had a scarcity mindset, dude. When we first met, you had all these other trainers that were working with you. They they were not respective of, uh, of Caleb's grind. I asked one of my good buddies, Justin Williams, he was the third podcast episode we ever had on, uh, on Protein Bros., I asked Justin Williams, who's the hardest worker in that gym? Because we want to talk to them about getting them a sponsorship or something. I just want to know who's the hardest worker. And he said, Caleb Blankenship. And so I talked to Caleb and I was like, hey, dude, like we really want to partner with you in a way where I think that we can get you on with a different supplement brand that we carry in our store. And, you know, you send us your clients. But I want you because I was told you're the hardest worker. And Caleb, to his credit, he was damn, damn hard worker and proud of it. And because he was proud of it, the people that didn't want to work as hard wanted to talk shit mm-hmm. and I'm like, Hey, hey, hey we can all get along. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to rub it in that you work harder than these people. Eventually they could be your teammate. Eventually they could for work sure. for you. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to teach him that like, Hey, Hey, hey you don't have to, you know, draw puff, attention puff to that. out your chest <laughs> yeah. so hard in, in this industry. Just keep out working them with a smile on your face and ask them how their day is. Yeah. That's it. And like it, we don't, we're not going to get anywhere talking shit on anybody yeah. else. You don't have to defend yourself. Just keep outworking them. Yeah, and you, and you guys brought me in. You know, you hooked me up with Allmax, and you know, we had multiple meetings in the back of the store about just how to handle handle yourself and handle business and, and move forward. And I think it's paid dividends. You know, there was to, somebody to that you day, came with to that to that meeting that didn't want to work hard. We don't have to say names, yeah. but where, what are they doing? I have no idea. I have no idea. I haven't heard from them in ooh, five six years. It's yeah. crazy. You know, but I mean, like, dude, there's just so many people that had this the same opportunity as Caleb. They just chose, they told themselves, I don't want that whenever they ripped mm-hmm. on his success. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that happens. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been huge. I mean, I, I can think of multiple instances where, I, I mean, we've, I and my wife, like we've kind of fallen on our faces. And I mean, I think you were one of the first phone calls I made when the first one happened with the gym being sold. Dude. Um, I've talked to you, stressful. like, you know what I mean? Like I've just been at wit's end. Um, Dude, I remember working out with you at JQ's and you're like, bro, I, I like got to pick between a cell phone bill was, or a gas beat. bill. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I'm. And mentally, I was beat. I remember I cried in my wife's lap on that during that because, like, I almost went back to bartending because I felt like I just lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? And that's, I think that's how me and Marcus got together, and we just connected so well because he he's got that same grind mentality, um, and he works so hard, and he truly cares. And it's just, it's been a great relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's just, it's nice to have. You know what I mean? Saying. I'm happy yeah. you guys found each other. I think that's yeah. awesome, dude. And he's um, beautiful. So <laughs> this is a hurt. handsome guy. Just, hurt. just make sure a third grader doesn't ruin that face. Yeah, then. No yeah. Shit. I yeah. tell people they're like, I think I met Marcus, and I'm like, is he 
beautiful and like the nicest person you've ever met. They're like, yeah, he was so nice. Like, That's Marcus. Yeah. That's Marcus. Going for yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, hey, I got a question for you guys. What's up? Uh, what do you guys want to do with this podcast? What's the goal? What's the ethos? What's the, what do you guys stand for? You know, right now, I mean, our, our name is everything food, fitness, family. Yeah. You know, those are kind of our three pillars. We are, we're both fat kids at heart. Um, our families are everything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our wives actually get along, so it, it makes things even easier. Yeah. And uh, we just want to help as many people as possible. We kind of started it just. We were put, doing just, you know, Instagram lives. Yeah. Just trying to. We wanted to. We just felt like we weren't getting a reach that we wanted. Yeah. And it, it was a little bit harder because we were trying to set up an exact time every single week yeah. to do those. To do the lives. We can kind of. Know. Yeah, people are allowed to listen to it at their leisure. Yeah, yeah. and they, it's, at the very minimum, it's been nice to be able to um, uh, verbalize the way we coach, yeah. kind of learn from each other um, on different topics that you know that we're strength. Yeah, we come from two different backgrounds, so you know, I I work with a lot. Excuse me, sorry. I work with a lot of bodybuilders. I work with like a lot of enhanced people, digestive issues. Marcus works with a lot of like gym pop, mainly mm-hmm. females. Yeah. So we have sometimes similar, but sometimes completely different views. So mm-hmm. I think it's cool to mesh those together and and we can talk and not argue and we're almost like leveraging each other's Mm -hmm. own businesses and growing together instead of making it a competition or a war yeah Uh, that's awesome and we just want the biggest goal of helping as many people as possible um and and just creating that impact i don't i don't really we've talked about maybe potentially monetizing i don't know if we'll ever get there it'd be cool if we got there but yeah you know one day being huge but we have a lot of fun and it's time for us to bro out talk you know nerdy stuff and just help people and it's it nothing makes me feel better than when someone shares our podcast or mm-hmm. like they're like oh it i listen to this and yeah. i actually learned about this or they haven't know that it's like that's awesome it's so cool because like we kind of feel how like why are you even listening to us like we yeah. we're like we just view ourselves as like a couple morons who just like to talk fitness so like the mm-hmm. fact that people take time out of their day and want to listen to us and learn from us means a lot yeah 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 i mean dude the monetization thing it's like you guys are already it's hard to measure ROI, you know, yeah. that you get from basically putting content out, but somebody might listen to your podcast and think, Hey, that's who I need to have coach me from an ex bodybuilder. Yeah. And, and that's the yeah. thing. Our main monetization right now is just, it has brought us clients it um, and it's fantastic. And it's something that we truly love to do. Um, and that's why we want to start, you know, bringing other people on, uh, maybe having other coaches. We talked about mm-hmm. having, um, you know, some TRT, like maybe doctors or people functional who run clinics, functional stuff, med, yeah. Yeah. like just kind of going a different route. I think there's a lot of like just small fitness podcasts, but how can we be different and niche and really dig into. I think true, our community as well, kind of like you yeah. guys have, I mean, built such a strong community. So like us bringing in people that, um, nobody knows about like functional medicine doctors and yeah. TRT and things like that. And actually, and not just helping people lose weight, but helping people fix legitimate issues mm-hmm. that they have. Um, and just bringing our two communities together. You know, we've talked about doing group lifts of, mm-hmm. you know, my team and his team uh, and just trying to build that community and relationship stronger. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have like a, like a combined business name outside of the podcast or is there like a, no, we don't, we run everything separate. He's thriving lives fitness and then mm-hmm. I'm blank slate fitness. Awesome. So, What's the uh, what's the food talk that you guys have? Because you guys didn't even you know, include me on it. We talk about some food, that. but we actually talked about maybe doing like an eating challenge or something fun, or like oh, just like, a, like a hot chip challenge, Caleb. Uh, nah, <laughs> nah, maybe maybe a, a certain calorie challenge or something like that. Or uh, honestly, I w- it'd be kind of fun just to make food and just burrow out and just talk about everyday stuff. Sure, you know what I mean? Because sometimes people like fitness, but like 
the thing that we try to really nail down is that we're not robots. Like, we're normal. Like, Saturday night, I ate an entire stuffed crust pizza and an order of breadsticks. I started working out just so I could eat more. You yeah. Think that's, like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. So it's like, hey, guys. He's normal. He ate an entire pizza and breadsticks yeah. to himself. So let's get together and maybe <laughs> let's just order a bunch of food. And yeah, it's true. That's yeah. a lot of fucking food, dude. That's not <laughs> normal. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. An entire, guys, I'm normal. I ate an entire stuffed crust pizza yeah. and an entire order yeah. of breadsticks by myself. Snack. Yeah, exactly. dude. I had an appetizer, and then, you know, obviously I got wings. Yo, I had real quick. Wings. I had this amazing The talent. best breadsticks on earth are from Pizza Hut. That's Tell what me I'm was, saying. Dude, they're yeah, so much yeah. better than every other. Are we dude, talking they're that so good. Oh, shut up, Jeff. Hunt. Shut your mouth. Don't your stupid mouth. Please don't, don't get say Jeff going anything on about freaking, emos. Yeah. I'm not going to say shit emos. Do they even have breadsticks? They're probably garlic knots. But <laughs> as far as Pizza Hut, I want to say, if I'm, if I'm, am I correct in that they are still... The fucking brown, about an inch wide thick per stick, coated in unbelievable oh, amounts yes. of like Italian seasoning, yes. and it comes with marinara. Oh, no. Is that right? They have that, and then they also have cheese ones. They're both great. And they're smothered in cheese, and then you get marinara sauce on the side. They're smothered in cheese, melted? melted. Are they like nacho cheese? Melted. Or no, is no, no, it no, like. Melted. Yeah. Okay, so they're not stuffed. No. You have Domino's stuffed cheesy breadsticks? I have. They have like bacon and, and jalapeno in so them So back in the day, my dad used to make stuffed breadsticks, and he would get like the bakery-style breadsticks, cut them in half. and the Homemade breadsticks? Pepperoni, Unbelievable. sausage, and then melt cheese on top and cook them. And what a novel idea. Nacho cheese. Oh, my God. <sighs> that sounds amazing. Uh, I Honest to God, if I had to pick like a fast food chain of pizza breadsticks, I'm going crazy bread. If you guys... Who here has not had crazy bread from Little of Caesars? Course Little I've had Caesars crazy is disgusting, bread. dude. It's Little Caesars so breadsticks—it's just butter, garlic, and Parmesan cheese. It's awful, just, and it comes in that paper sack. I think I'd almost do a yeah. one-chip challenge over that. It's oh my, awful. Oh my gosh, Caleb, you're above Little Caesars. What was I'm your above. what was your stuffed crust pizza from? Where did you pizza just Hut, bro? Oh my gosh, that's what I grew up on. Pizza Hut is going out of business. You shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, one one day just so it doesn't go out of business. I, I, am, <laughs> I, I, do I, I haven't had this cheesy kind, but I'm sure they're great. Dude, I mean, it's so good. Yeah. Like breadsticks are like pizza themselves. It's like you even have a shitty one. You're like, that's pretty good. That's yeah. what I was just about to say. I'm like, pizza is the one category where you can have like the shittiest pizza. And you're like, that's oh, pretty good. It's pizza. Yeah. And you have to get it everywhere. Even if you go to like a buffet, they have pizza. Oh, I got to get a slice. Uh, the yeah, amount of like wasted plate space on a Chinese buffet that I've put a pizza slice okay, on. Okay. That's one you place I to. don't like the pizza. You got to draw a line still gotta somewhere. Get it. Like, yeah. dude, I'll have, I'll have the hot dog, but like, I'm not doing the pizza. <laughs> okay, I'll do the pizza with the hot dog. You have a hot dog at a Chinese buffet? Well, I mean, dude. That's a mystery on. meat challenge right, <laughs> right there. At least I know what I'm, I'm getting I'm trying to pizza. think of random things. That, There's that, cat dog in there. Yeah. Well, it's pretty oh. good. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, dude. Ugh. There's a cat in that hot dog for sure. All right. Or as I digress. <laughs> God, I love buffets. I used to have this great talent when I was younger that I could go to a buffet, eat for like two hours, wait for like 10 minutes, go take it a big dump and then come back and eat for like an hour. You got to oh. clear, clear the deck. It was great. You know what I'm well, saying? I worked yeah. at a golden corral. So you would be one of those people that would have come and paid for the lunch buffet at like three 30 when they put the dinner out at four 30, you just stick around. Dude, it's my great. wife's yeah. family, that is like their favorite restaurant. And it disgusts me when we were in Disney Bro, have a couple you had weeks the ago, they were like, we're going to Golden Corral for dinner. Good. It was Pizza disgusting. Pizza Hut guys above Golden Corral. It Unbelievable. is. <laughs> Pizza, Hut guy, Pizza Hut guys above Golden Corral. Oh, the bourbon man. chicken. Get out of here, dude. I worked there. It was awesome. They really try. Half the food uh, is for sure out of a can or a bag, but the rest yeah. of it. Hey, uh, that carving station. Talk shit. Carving it's okay. station. It's okay. They're carving it and handing it to you. You know what's crazy is that <laughs> we went there when we were in Disney and I asked a guy for a medium rare steak and I swear to God, he threw a 20 ounce steak on my plate. 
Respect. Like, I was like, all right, bro. He's like, I see you. Gave yeah. you a fist pound. To, to, yeah. to wrap this all, to, to kind of bring things back together, when me and Jeff went to the Super Bowl the first time, we got, we the way we did this, everyone thinks like, oh, you guys must have spent a shit ton of money on Super Bowl tickets. We actually didn't. We got them free from the radio because we advertise on the radio. <laughs> so the radio station <laughs> the gave them it. to us. And uh, anyways, they were like, hey, and there's a there's a concert the night before the uh, the game, so we'll give you guys concert tickets as well. Zach Brown Band. Zach Brown Band. Oh. We're, like, we're like, ah, Great. cool, you know, whatever. We didn't pay attention to them. We get there. We go to the, the Will Call Ticket Center, and they're like, oh. We had just gotten done eating this amazing dinner, like, on the ocean front. It was a Cuban <laughs> restaurant. Saw, like, famous people there. We're like, full is all get out. And then we take an Uber to this concert. And now, then, now and continue. So we go to this Will Call, and she goes, oh, uh, you guys have really good tickets. Really good. And we're like, okay, where is that Sweet, at? Yeah. Uh, and they're like, you have to go up to You're the thinking, like, so, front row. So or we had to walk around yeah. the entire stadium. Yeah, we walk around the entire stadium, and then we go into these special doors, and in these special doors is like legitimately the best looking buffet I've ever seen. <laughs> and they're putting these wristbands on us and they're like, oh yeah, you guys have free food and drink for the whole night. It was, we're it like, was, oh they were, they were making fresh sushi in front of yeah. us. We had oysters. He's like, we dude, those lobster. are oysters. And I was like, man, I, I was like, Kyle's well, we gotta insane. eat, dude. One thing I know about Kyle I drank a hundred beers. This and, man uh, loves an oyster. <laughs> this guy's never said no to an oyster in his well, life. Well, I mean, he's they're an aphrodisiac. He has three kids. I he mean. loves them. And yeah, it was man. just me and Jeff, so that was weird. Yeah, yeah, um, dude. It was a weird real fast. Him and Kim go on dates. He has a bunch of oysters. They, they only months later got a kid. Not a lot of hotel rooms yeah. in uh, Miami. They had to give us a one better. Yeah. Oh. Just kidding. That's totally a lie. <laughs> yeah, I slept in my own bed. cuddle. Yeah. We've had to sleep head to toe on a bed before, I think, at some point. Anyways, that was awesome. That, that was the best buffet I've probably ever had. I don't know if you've ever had a better buffet, but that was pretty freaking The Bacchanal and Caesars is pretty legit. I was going to say, yeah, the, uh, yeah. the Vegas buffets are... No. I feel like at this point, like I've, there's kind of a dime a dozen to my, in my yeah. opinion, like the food's never as good as a served meal, but, 100%, yeah. but you get like this unlimited amount of, of just, you know, unbelievable amount of shit. They have like the little petite cakes everywhere. Well, I, tons of like the desserts are never as good as like a dessert no, from the buffet. not at all. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Well, I, the, I would a hundred percent rather just have a good meal yeah. than a buffet no matter what. And the last time Tatiana and I went to Vegas, uh, we went to the Bacchanal and we just kept walking and there was just more bars <laughs> and I was like. The fuck how much? It, how much is what, it a plate? What is this? It, it like? was like eighty bucks per dinner per person. Wow. Now, now it was yeah. great, but it was there was so much food that we just went down and we would get a sample of everything and we just because you you couldn't pick what you really wanted because there was so much food there. That did you like you, have an edible at least beforehand to prepare yourself? No, but I did walk all day. So okay, I was you were ready. You I fasted ravenous. for like fifteen hours okay. and walked. I was ready. I would if I'm paying a, hey eighty bucks or whatever. The most I've ever spent there was this. You know, you guys heard of Top of the Rock down in Branson. Uh-uh. So there's like this unbelievable development from Johnny Morris, the Bass Pro guy. He has a resort down there called Top of the Rock, and they throw out a buffet every single Sunday. It's a their famous like 24 karat brunch or something. It's a hundred bucks a plate for this brunch, and uh, I just didn't have the room. I was just like, man, what do I do to make get my money's worth here, right? And they like had like quiche and like fresh omelet station, which is like eight dollar buffet yeah. omelet station. It seems like. Uh, but like, yeah, it was unbelievable. It was like, unlike anything I'd ever seen. And there was just buffet after buffet after buffet. But like, dude, how can you possibly enjoy yourself after like two plates? You're just kind of like, 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 I can't pay a hundred dollars to hate yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's really, uh, for somebody who has, has absolutely 
has had a terrible relationship with food in my life, it's probably not a good idea to even go to him. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just saying. I'm just going to hate myself after that meal. <laughs> Speaking of relationship with food, I'm just saying, typically if you guys have someone on, you have them back for a protein review. Mm-hmm. We should get together and film just like some, we should find a local food challenge. I was going to say, we could just turn off, you know, turn, this, turn this recording off and do it right now. We got some reviews. To, we got some shit to snack on. You want to try one? Oh, let's do it. Wait. It's not the chip, is it? No. <laughs> Before I agree to that, gotcha. I just want to make sure it's not the chip. No, dude. We can do uh, some Quest chips. Kyle hates them. I don't know. Luke, you want to do a review after this? All right. Hey. Gotta be quick. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. We're, yeah we're, we're being terrible parents. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm just saying. I I'm trying to talk my client into getting a food challenge. Uh. So my um my client Chad. Um, he owns a restaurant, some restaurants here in town, and they have a, a menu item uh, at Big Biscuit. It's called the the three car pile up, and oh, it's like, dude, amazing. it's like I read it the other day, but it was like a pancake with with biscuits and gravy and eggs and hash browns. And he said he originally almost called it like the nine pounder because with the plate, that's what it weighs. And I said, Chad, make a food challenge, three of them call the nine car pile up and i was like we'll call the news station and then me and you will do it together on tv and we'll fast for like 24 hours and do it i mean uh i'd probably vomit i don't know it'd be like 12 totally 000. worth trying oh my god i think it'd be awesome nine car pile up pretty great name we should just do that ourselves we'll make an unofficial that's all you i'll, I'll yeah. record it let's you don't want to do it with me? <laughs> i got i got one more food how are we challenge? gonna be a food fitness family you're not gonna eat food with me when I'm uh, Kyle and I are on 75 hard right now, I think we're on like day 30 or something. Something like that. Something like that. But bottom line, uh, I think when we're done with this, I've always wanted to do it. It's never been done. It was one of the original YouTube videos that I ever watched. Chris Klein, shout out the Taco Bell draft. What is that? Well, I'm glad you asked, Caleb. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you go through the menu, you go through the drive through, you get to the, the board. They say, excuse me, what do you want? And you go, I would like one of everything that's on this menu. Every single thing you make. I want one. They're like, that's $20. <laughs> yeah. It really was like when they did this back in like 1997. And I'm going to spit half of it because I don't want to make that much. They did, uh, they did it. And like, you just got to call ahead, let them know. So they're obviously not dicks about it. But they did one of, one of everything. It was like 190 bucks or something crazy like that. It was nothing, nothing terrible. And anyways, they put all the items out. And they actually had like professional hilarious announcers that were like there for like, oh, like, what's the number one overall pick going to be? And so the goal was you had, like, eight different people doing this, and they had to draft an item per, and your goal was to finish the food and finish first, right? Most people couldn't finish. And so they were, like, you know, they were doing all in traditional draft style. So, like, number one overall pick, they're like, it's going to be tough. It's going to be either between, like, the lettuce wrap or it's going to be uh, the, the the chips and cheese, the nachos, because it's, like, the lightest of all yeah. the menu items, right? And then, like, they got down to the end. They're like, oh, Mr. Irrelevant. We knew it was coming. The half-pound beefy bean burrito. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one could even eat two of these, let alone eight other items plus one of these. You know what I mean? And so, anyways, I think it'd be hilarious to do, like, a five-person uh, Taco Bell draft oh, where you yeah. have to eat, like, 12 to 14 Dude, items 70, or something. Would you and everybody that? has to draft it. I'd do that. As for 75 hard, let's set it up. I feel like uh, Taco Bell, though, the quality is really just gone pretty far downhill. You thought it was good back then? Well, I think that it probably <laughs> was real meat. Isn't it like sand now? I don't now? think it was ever real meat. <laughs> yeah, it's 88% original recipe from according to their PR commercial after they came out. Like some studies found that it was like 29% real yeah, meat. Yeah, it was like, like... It's actually 88% real meat and 12% original recipe. We're like... <laughs> we're like... Why isn't it just 100% Yeah, meat? What's, what <laughs> is original recipe? Proprietary blends. I mean, yeah. yeah. 
Hey, dude, it's delicious. I mean, let's not be. Let's, I like, will say this: if we had a few drinks in us before this draft, yeah, let's I'm do telling it. you right now, that food tastes going to taste from way Taco better. Bell is is a chup, a chalupa. A chicken chalupa. I think everybody here would disagree. I think that 99% of the people in this country would say that a cheesy gordita crunch is better than a chalupa. I don't Luke, even know 100%. This is why Dude, you, guys, gordita crunch? you guys were more into the... With some Verde? A CGC, if you will. <laughs> when I was in my younger fat fucking years, I would be like, I want to go to McDonald's instead. I was 260. Do you understand, do you understand what a cheesy gordita crunch is? It's a gordita... Inside I, of it. You think I know what a gordita have, is? What the cheese. shit is the difference between a it, gordita wait, wait. and a taco? And a cheesy gordita crunch is a gordita with a tortilla and cheese. I still don't know what a gordita is. You say it's gordita like, like, like I should know what it is. It's like a non bread, basically. It's a, it's a fucking pita, dude. Yeah. Okay, just say a pita. Okay, so imagine Gord a pita. Yeah. A pita with melted cheese and then a crunchy taco. I mean, that sounds great because that sounds like a chalupa with a crunchy taco. No, Man. it's a cheesy gordita crunch. Jesus Get Christ. your shit straight. Hey, hold, hold on a second, Kyle. Don't disrespect What's it. What's a chalupa? That's what I'm saying. A chalupa is a... What is that? It sounds like the same thing. It's got like no, a pita. No, we're talking about gorditas over here. Yeah. What's a chalupa? It's it's a pita, and then it's got like chicken, and it's got lettuce, tomato. Full disclosure, that sounds like a non. One of like my AOL instant messenger screen names when I was like in seventh grade was Chalupa something, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I never even fucking ordered one. I don't even know why I yeah. picked that name. <laughs> and then went to the Wasp. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was never the Wasp, but that's pretty terrible. Wow, it, the Wasp. It was worse than that, probably. I can tell you. I still have the uh, my Yahoo email from high school. It's like my football high stud sixty nine. <laughs> yeah. That really was his though. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is FHN Knight fifty six. My actual football number. But Francis Howell North Knight. Shout out St. Charles. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, right. we can do a draft after you guys are done with seventy five hard. I'm down. I'm we, can do, we can pick a different restaurant if you guys want, but I think Taco Bell yeah. maintains we'll make, probably the best we'll make a night out of value. I don't want to spend all this money on it. Yeah. To hate myself. God, it is. Buffet. Yeah. Sounds good. Bad. Right, you guys good. only have one bathroom here? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. You guys can just pee between each other's legs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Someone's, if you're sitting down, Someone sit and split. Well, Someone pees the, between. The, the Taco Bell situation. Well, you could sit oh. on the seat and I could sit on the tank. Oh, God, dude. I'm not, <laughs> you're going to upper deck us? Yeah. <laughs> My God, hey. dude. I haven't heard of that since college. You want me that much Taco Bell? It's going to happen. Okay. I didn't know we were doing the draft here. Oh, we could. Honestly, depending on when we do it, we could do it at the uh, new, the, new uh, body shop. We could. Dude, we can do it in my living room. I'm going to have to yeah. need a spot to lay down afterwards. <laughs> I'm going to have to get horizontal immediately after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll bring you Tatiana. You have a good couch in that new body shop, dude. I'll bring Tatiana, and I'll just lay down on the bed of the truck, and she can drive home. I respect that move. It's going to be awful. Hey, in all seriousness, uh, I wish you guys nothing but unbelievable success with this podcast. You guys are killing it, and uh, I love the style of it. I love the name of it. Keep doing what you're doing. And, yeah, if there's uh, any way we can help out with it, you know, yeah. more than happy to, to help out, you know, with, uh, you know, promoting it, and, and, you know, we're wishing you guys the best of luck, man. Yeah, if you appreciate could put us on your wall once a week. Oh, we can just do that. Try to, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, we appreciate got, you guys coming Hey, we're on. in the process of trying to monetize that, so yeah. I'm going to need, like, five bucks. <laughs> we have to create I'm a trying Facebook to get a cheesy gordita to, to crunch a once yeah. a week. <laughs> Is it not an Instagram wall anymore? Is it a page? What is it? I believe it's a page. Wall page. It's all the same shit. I'm going to put it on this wall, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just hang it up Guys, on the wall. Yeah. It sucks for the kids that listen to this, that listen to all that good advice that Kyle gave, and then he immediately undermined that as an advice, and all of the things that he said that was smart when he said the cheesy dude we're going to need to crunch isn't the best <laughs> menu item. He just, I mean, like, who can trust this man? 
listen, dude. Seriously, a I chalupa do. over a cheesy gordita crunch. I can't wait to Google listen, what sells listen. more. I, I know we shouldn't go down this road anymore, but um, <laughs> you know what my move was in high school was. Do you guys remember the big and nasty from McDonald's? <laughs> the big and uh, tasty. No. Big and tasty. <laughs> Big and nasty. I've had a, a McGang bang. Listen, okay, yeah, yeah. In that same fashion, what I used to do is I'd, I'd roll my little fat ass through the McDonald's uh, line and I'd say, hey, I want a big and tasty, but you're going to turn it into a big Big Mac for me. So you're going to put the, you know, Big Mac sauce on it. You're going to put the, you know, American cheese on it. You're going to put the, you know, um, pickles and onions on it. You want to turn that Big Mac into a, or that Big and Tasty into a Big Mac. And I'd get like four of those because they were a dollar. I love how... <laughs> You didn't ask. You just instructed. No, I said do it. It was me. assertive. Do it. For he me. used to work there, so he knows. That's yeah, the truth. I was, I was, I was a McDonald's employee for a little bit of time. He knows the secrets, the yeah. secret off menu stuff. Best selling Taco Bell menu item. What do you guys think it is? Probably, probably chips and probably cheese. a bean burrito. Ask Chat GTP. I'll tell you real quick. Uh, I got it right here. The cheesy gordita crunch is number no. four. But hey, it's just it, a taco. Hey, <laughs> it's just taco. The truth here, of course, the taco. But the Crunchwrap Supreme actually best selling. Oh wow, I thought it would actually. As far as it being like a a, uh, a proprietary menu item from Taco Bell, mm-hmm. Crunchwrap Supreme actually over that, and it's actually more Crunchwrap Supremes than the burrito. I've never even heard of the Enchirito. Anybody even heard of that? No. Apparently, that's fifth. Sounds like what I give to my wife. Chicken quesadilla, quesadilla <laughs> nacho the, fries. The Enchirito. Enchirito. Yeah. Uh, the Chicken Chalupa Supreme, all the way down, not even in the top ten. So, anyways, Kyle, maybe better luck next year. Seriously, though, I do need to get, uh, we somehow set up to get a couple S2 banners to put within the gyms. Um, make that happen. Consider it done. Well, let's get it, man. Well, sure. we appreciate you guys yeah, having. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess appreciate you guys coming on, but having us at the same time. Yeah. Team effort. Luke, thank you for uh, putting this all together. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Uh, as always, if you guys need any help with anything, always reach out. Feel free to reach out to Marcus or I. Um, if you need uh, your cocaine, I mean creatine, uh, you can come on out to S2 where they have the best protein, the best pre-workout. Make sure you come in the back if you ask for the goods. The ba- <laughs> Whoa. That's a little out there. Listen, yeah. uh, were you making that sexual? Because yeah, no, like no. Enchirito. <laughs> Come in the back with the enchirito <laughs> if that's what you're here for. Uh, but no, you guys all have a great week. Let's crush this week and have a great day. Thank you, fellas.